Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio studios talking to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and also like us and follow us on Facebook and drop in your question, comment, concern, or otherwise right there on the live feed and you can be a part of today's show coming up on the program we will visit with the voice jeff charles he'll join us coming up in about 30 minutes or so in the four o'clock hour former pirate brandon manning joins us to tie a bow on the 2022 ecu baseball season we'll uh, go inside the anger management rage room that might have been great for our first guest but we'll do that (laughs) in our second hour today and talk about what we're angry about in the world of sports and life in general and in the five o'clock hour troy d will be here as will i guess now former pirate center fielder that sucks to say bryson whirl uh, will join us on the program as well we've got shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt cj schaefer and to my left, the great Brian Medor. The grace. Yes. Wow. Hello, so Brian. You teed me up, man. What are we talking about? This. Why, why am I the anger management guy? Why would that be? I'm not angry. I'm always a happy guy. People know. I mean, who are you lying to right now? <laughs> Come on, I will guys. say you're a happy guy, but you like to mix it up, stir I the pot. After, yeah, a little bit. Bailey calls you the chihuahua, right? Or the little, the little Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Dog. I get after it. Gnaw at the bone. Whatever breed you... I got your boy Feldman kicked off of here, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, if you're on his hit list, watch out. But hopefully on, I'm on... And, and by the way, I was thinking about today, because I always think about this, I still kind of feel bad about... You've been doing stuff with us for a long time, Press Box. So yeah. in my early days here... Press box was and maybe still is my favorite show. Just oh, yeah. mostly because of you, but Bailey <laughs> that's the, that's high praise. Going back and forth. And so I'd done some shows with you and we talk and stuff. So I kinda I kinda knew you, but I didn't know you know you. So I was at Bowley's getting hammered years and years ago and bill yes. dina cola was yes. there with a couple yes. of WITN employees. Christina, yeah, yeah I, remember. I remember Christina. And I said, um, talking about brian medor because bill de nicola worked there mm-hmm. and i was like oh man he's awesome man that guy's a real a-hole he's a jerk i love him that's not what got relayed to me and <laughs> i said some bad stuff but that was like a major compliment Out of context. that i would say about my friends yeah. i wasn't close enough to you to be talking like that about people then they go to you and say boy man, this guy like was, is killing you he <laughs> hates you he said. so you came in and and this is what's awesome about medor instead of like not bringing it up or you were like hey what's up man nah, we did a whole show got What'd you done. say i went in there and sat down right in front of you and said man what did you say what'd you say what's going on yeah and i was like what oh whoa whoa <laughs> and then i was like oh, okay i yeah i we're not that close i can't talk about you that no way. no no no. if but, it had been delivered though it, it feels in context and that you hey that guy's an asshole i really like him done 
I'm an a-hole, sorry. That's <laughs> that too late I now. forget. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love having them on the show. Uh, but no, anyway. Two uh, words you could say, but you put them together and you can't. I explained that to a young Chandler. He didn't know this. Yeah. He does now. So, uh, But you're an old vet. You know that. Yeah, I, but I should have done, I should <laughs> done better anyway. than that. I said it anyway. But no, as many, you were five seconds into your explanation and I knew right away what had happened. They, they poured <laughs> yeah. gas on something that didn't need to be lit. But a, a bad game of telephone, that kind yeah. of thing. Texting. All right. Anyway, Midor, uh, I guess we'll begin. We are exiting the 2021-22 sports calendar. We're done with everything after baseball, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. everything's complete now. And for uh, for you, is it you're going to enjoy your summer, hopefully? But when do you really start to dive into football and, oh, and those things? I go to I'm going to Disney World with my my girlfriend and her family next week, and had to win omaha so i wouldn't have to go but now i have to go thanks cliff god she, she's watching right now she's gonna be so mad anyway um no but seriously when i get back from that you know i've got maybe a week or two and then july we're into it i mean we don't we don't you know i mean this is not august when we start we, we know we've got play fly over there now um, replacing right. the airfield that's a whole new i mean that, that thing unpacking all of that and getting those guys straight and 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 get us down the road with them so much to do and you if you start in august you're a month behind and actually i feel like we are a month behind anyway because they're so fresh and new and all the things we have to get done for the new show the new uh the uh, mike houston show and and then moving forward what's it going to be called are we going to you know package it in a different way there's so many things that we have to look at before before the kids even arrive for camp that we've got to get in place so it's, it's a lot to do it's fun though it's a good time of the year according to eastupires.com your title is director of video production yeah okay i produce videos so i guess uh, <laughs> i don't direct anything so but you i mean and you've been there how I've long had five now? different titles since i've been there since yeah. 2011 january of 2011 was my first day five different titles and yeah. have you it does your job change with those titles my job has never changed and i've never gotten a raise those are two things <laughs> that, are, that are the same i hey. pick up stuff here or there but I, no i i am I, they, wherever they want to put me i don't care let me do what I got to do. If it makes East Carolina a better place, then we're doing the right thing. And that's that's why I like it over there. Yeah. I, I want to ask you about, like, the changes. Just like, going back to, I mean, 15 years would be Skip winning the CUSA yeah. championship. Yeah. But, like, the big thing, and it's still a big thing, people want to see the football entrance video. Yeah. And now it's turned into, like, a feature film, and it's amazing. Port City Films, man. Yeah. Curtis does an incredible job, and I hope he hope we can work it out where he can do it again this year. He's he's just incredible. And working with him, especially that first year, I had so much fun going down there and being a part of the process and watching. I, I take way more credit than I deserve because he's always giving it to me. But trust me, that, that guy – um his team um they're incredible and and i just when i go down there all i do is watch i stay out of the way and i watch and, and watch him do his thing and he's he's a the guy he's beyond a professional he's incredible to work with and and I'm one of my favorite people on this planet he got married this past year so um he's probably gonna his work declines on the way you know being married and having a kid and all that um it's what happens sorry but that's just what happens yeah. now I'm, I'm kidding obviously but <laughs> if we can get him in there at least one more time if not more it'll be that much better for east carolina and those have become I mean, the bars just kind of race so high yes. with those. But now you're, you know, East Carolina and everybody has to put out feature films for regional, super regional, yeah. every event. Like, we, it's changed so much, I, Midor, so with we, social media. You're 100% right. And, and what um, Greg Pierce is, you know, he's in charge of our externals now. And, and um, one of the things that he did when he got in there was we got to get away from that old style because the, the new creative team that's been formed, some of those you know old style uh, sports information positions, well, maybe we don't need as many. Now, one of those positions could be a creative guy, mm-hmm. creative guy doing everything. And, and these, these, I mean, the kids coming out of school today are so far ahead from where we were. You know, I, I mean, 
I sat down in the edit, the edit bay at Channel 9 in 1995 as an intern, and I didn't know any of that stuff was. But I was a senior at East Carolina, but I had not been exposed to any of that stuff. Now, every, a kid can go on YouTube right now and learn how to edit, edit video like a professional and shoot like a professional. And the, the, stuff, the resources that are out there are so superior to what we had. I'd throw you in with me even though you're younger than me, but you know, it, it started exploding about the time you got into it. And um, and it's changed tremendously. I mean, you want to social media changed everything. I think is probably the the most oversaid, understated thing that because <laughs> it has. Yeah, you know. All right, Brian Medor joining us, and uh, yeah, and credit. I don't even know who to give the credit to now with the the baseball videos, uh, all the football stuff we see because. Uh, all, team. there's a, a, team lot yeah, going, a lot of guys yes, a lot of people going in and out of jobs yes. everywhere across the country yes. Yes. but especially in, in college athletics right yeah. oh yeah somebody's here one year then moves on, on to the next yeah. yeah i mean these kids come out of college and they do such a such exceptional work we had a guy five or six years ago tyler bailey you may remember him he did the road to omaha video that won an svg award it was incredible he uh-huh. did a fantastic job he's working for the um the little bit with the nfl the, the panthers right now um you know he's he's a terrific talent and he was one of the first ones i saw to come out who, who was really good at that thea- the, the cinematic style of shooting and um with the new cameras and he did a fantastic job and then these kids were coming out every every year after they're also in that mold and that's what i think we've trended towards is and you watch these videos i look at them and i go some of them now the, the quick stuff i go man that's crap shaky camera it's the shot like vertical and i wouldn't do something like that i'm an old school production guy man you have to have to have the right lighting the, <laughs> the, the, the you have to buy the microphones and and everything now is just but you know the way it's consumed now is different than it yeah. was 15 years ago so no but the, these kids <clears throat> come like will stone he was here for one season he's gone yeah yeah you know, he did a lot of good things for baseball and, and we'll, we'll replace him with probably somebody better uh, no doubt. He sucked. <laughs> no, Will's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he did, did a, a fantastic job. job. I'm joking him, obviously. Do you ever miss uh, just highlights of ECU defenders hitting a guy hard, said to here comes the boom, and just call it a video? Yeah, that's it. And put it out? How simple was it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And to be honest, it still kind of hypes me up. But yeah. uh, now everything is, is multiplied by 100. So, yeah. So there we go. All right. Uh, and scrutinized all, by 1,000. So, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, boy. Yeah, do you, do you, you get, know? How do you, I know? I do know. Do you get scrutinized a lot? all the time? And one, one, oh my, are you kidding me? After that god awful intro video, we the 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 previous staff made us do the garbage. I mean, that was that an all time brutal. Man. Was, you know, the first forty five seconds were actually pretty decent. They weren't bad. We, we ripped off the Tampa Bay Bucks, but the minute that that Satriani uh, nonsense, uh, oh God, once that crap started. Bless Shane Carden was the only reason that worked because he he got all the other guys Tay Cooper some of those guys they didn't want to do it he said come on guys let's just do, let's it. Just do it and they sold out and did it and um and and to this day I still text uh, Shane I'll send him a little screenshot of him doing that uh, garbage <laughs> just to play with him the time you sold out is what I always say with it remember that time you sold out <laughs> Shane sells out and and now he could have got like some nil money or froze he or got something. paid for something and now he did yeah, yeah he did that yeah, he for missed free. out yeah 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 he did. <laughs> No, we got him lunch that day, I think. That's about it. That's nice. Brian Medor joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, Fantastic baseball season, Medor, kind of out of nowhere. I don't know if you were a non-believer like myself in this team. At least I didn't think they would. I I said they wouldn't get in as an at-large. Instead, they are a number eight national seed. I think they made up for it for screwing us out of the national seeds so many times before. But um, it was 
shocker that we got that yeah. eight seed. I was I was blown away. Everything everything had to be the stars had to align and everything had to fall into place for it to happen, and it did. And um, you know, I mean, Cliff made almost the most of it. He could have gotten out of it. I mean, we were you know we're sitting there with that lead seven two and. I'm, I'm actually, in, I'm serious. I walked over to Bailey's like, man, I'm in trouble. I, I got, I'm going to have to call Amadi and tell her I'm not going to Disney World, you know, and that's not going to go well, you know, even though he should have been fine with it, but I'm not, I, can't, I have to go to Omaha. And that's the conversation we're having. The game's not over. Yeah. And then Bailey did kind of look over at me and he said, man, I don't know. I guess this bunch seven two ain't much at all. I, mean, I don't know, man. You know how Bailey talks. And I, <laughs> I said, I don't know, man. Um, so, so I said, I said, let's just see how it plays out. And, and um, I actually went to down to uh, Scales to get a battery for our, our post game. We had this whole cool thing set up. We're gonna have Bailey was gonna ambush Cliff with a microphone after the big dog pile and the celebration, and have Cliff address the crowd. And it was gonna be this great thing that we were gonna have forever. Yes. It would live forever. When I walked back up, I was like, man, sure it's quiet in here. I looked up at the scoreboard and saw it was tied seven. So I didn't even know they had come back on us that fast. So. Yeah, what could have been and what hopefully will be yeah. uh, someday because, so. and man, those are that's back to back awesome postseasons in Greenville. Because last year, Midori was coming off the COVID stuff, we didn't have full crowds, and we were able to have that crowd for the regional, so it was great. Yep. And then these past two weekends have just been amazing. We had I had a lot of talks with Jeff Charles and others about, you know, will we ever have those like live awesome atmospheres again remember during covid like when nothing was happening yeah. and and it was the most depressing time ever I, yeah that that's having that again was after having it taken away from right. us but i remember the um the regional where we beat south carolina yeah and it was oh seven um mm, no when was it nah, what was it nine nine or nine okay it all runs together i'm getting old yeah. but um i remember most of the crowd shots i used for years were from that game and and from that night game the you know when the roller and you know the the base hit i saw that recently that might have been the wildest yeah park. i mean it that was stadium it was been. right it was nuts yeah i mean the 23 signs everybody had and it was just crazy and, and um devin harris just exploding onto the scene and, and then, then then disappearing um and I mean, he's such a nice guy i haven't yeah. seen him since but anyway um uh, i thought at that time we'll never see clark leclerc stadium like this again and then here we are you know after that depressing covid situation and those crowds were incredible they were rocking um they were i mean they were on that texas bunch the entire time it was it was it was, it was something fun to watch brian Medor joining us obviously uh, the the success of baseball because they're good doesn't mean football or any other sports going to be good but it, it could well, that's mean proven over the first years <laughs> it could mean the crowds could be good yeah. like hey that was fun let's do this football season well, yeah you know, and you we, hope that carries over we actually had some decent crowds at basketball this past year i mean it, they weren't awful teams I mean, they finished 500 overall but yet he didn't have a losing season and uh, Dooley didn't and um i'll say his name i don't care if that's he got fired whatever you know i mean we're, we're told that what be behave when you only i'm about to get fired again man. i know relax <laughs> nobody said anything bro no no no, no i'm just it, saying it's fine. i'm just saying i'm just joking obviously <laughs> i got taken off remember the previous administration out there because i talked too I much know. well was, we got uh put out the pastor too you did like same bunch yeah same bunch you so. got blackballed so no, it wasn't. Um, you know, I think we had some decent crowds. People are starving. Just be decent to watch and fun. If we don't, if we don't win, we don't make it to the CIT. That one year we did, and we had those great crowds for that little bit of a run. That was nice. But um, you know, these fans want a little bit more than that. I think we'd like to earn our way into a tournament instead of buy our way into a smaller one that we can't even get into anymore. You but just, like, you just made me mad. Too. Why? Because I, I've taught more basketball, ECU basketball, than anybody. Yeah. And they said, and Jeff Lebo couldn't talk to me. They wouldn't let Jeff Lebo talk to me. No. 
I, that's, I mean, good I up, grief. I come over here and make you mad because I bring up old stuff. I mean, this is why you don't have me on. That's that was why. incredible. It was. It was stupid. Man. Yeah, I, I embrace anybody who wants to talk and, and, and make you know East Carolina the topic of conversation, especially with sports that are perennial dog dogs, you know? Yeah. Well, how do you like Schwartzy? I've, I've only met him once. I'll tell you what I, I do like, like Chandler. Those practice jerseys they were wearing today. Stephen Igo uh, put a shot out of them, or it might have been ECU, and Igo retweeted yeah, it. Stephen, so I give him credit over there earlier. So uh, they had the pirate script, like the old uh, yeah, helmets right. in what yeah. the seventies, yeah. early eighties, maybe. Uh, we mean the cursive pirates. Yeah, yeah that was late eighties. Uh, we I was, oh, okay. my freshman year, eighty nine. We had that. That, oh, was, that was still on the helmet. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, they had that across the basketball uni, and, nice. and it's got a lot of people talking. And uh, so, well, yeah, we, we broke that out with this mark here as yeah. part of that whole uh, marketing plan a couple of years ago. Um, any cool uh, throwbacks coming up in football this year, Midor? Yeah, do every do. now and then I, you like to slip something out you're not supposed to. I know, to. No, I almost did just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I've been trying for years to get Susie to let the old Petey because they still have that costume in the um, in the cheerleading, you know, the old one with the like the sad, cre- creepy, yeah, 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 yeah. But everybody loved when when the creepy, the new, uh, the pink one was was oh, debuted oh, that? Man. with a creepy smile, huge smile. Oh, people were like, Why'd you get rid of the old Petey? We love that old Petey, yeah, like you've been griping about him for years because he, you know, he looked like a mortician with a purple hat you know so i'd love for like for if we if we were to have a, a type of throwback game you know why not go ahead and, and uh bring out that that old dusty <laughs> dusty cloth thing. mortician pd yeah, the mortician, pedophile yeah, pd all to, what do we call the new one now oh he's just he's just the badass pd okay that's company cool. line right there yeah no because you know he's got the bandana and the a little more muscular does steve the pirate hang out too in his garb on uh campus no i, I don't uh, around only the, time uh, i see steve is when um is when curtis is reshooting some stuff great guy by the way yeah Keep he is up, awesome man. great guy i know when uh the previous admin they were talking about um replacing him or whatever i was like you do know that two-thirds of our fans are women right and they love that guy yeah he brings in the bring, uh, female he, audience and he brings in the performance you know he's always on point man he's great with people and just a really good guy Excited for uh, for football this year, Medor Holt Me Naylor's. Uh, he was here when you started here at East yep. Carolina, I believe, and mm-hmm. he's still here. Uh, but but that group, Keaton Mitchell, like you got a lot of returners. The yep. coaching staff stays intact, so uh, a lot of excitement. And, for it. I mean, I'm I'm excited about CJ. He's done everything he's been asked to do, and and uh, and I see him every day um, on camp. I, I pass him every day coming back from his workouts. He looks great. Um, I'm I'm excited to see if you know if, if what we all hoped was going to happen with that Conley connection was going. I think you're going to see that this year. At least I hope so. And and I love Holden. He's he's you know he's one of my favorite uh, kids to ever come through this program for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But uh, one, he's just got a great heart, and um and he and he loves East Carolina. He just gets it. Like yeah. he's so mature. Yeah, he uh, is. You know, and and he's awesome to have. All right, speaking of football. We need to do our uh, countdown to kickoff, Brian Medor. All right. And uh, to do that. Put this on. Chandler, will you please give Shirley uh, some instruction on what she needs to do right now? Shirley Rhodes. Mm, 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 Shirley Rhodes. Back that fat truck up. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Back it up. The truck is being backed up as we speak. Because it is the ECU football countdown to kickoff, and it is brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Give them a call today, 919-291-5532, or visit them online, davidpriceconstruction.com, for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services Partner. How many days away, Chandler, 
are we from East Carolina, NC State, at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. All right, all you folks that were out there in the jungle this weekend asked me how many days until football. I hope you're tuned in. It seems like yesterday we were saying that it was 100 days away till kickoff. That was three weeks from today. If you can do math, congratulations. If you can't, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. 79 days <laughs> until ECU, NC State, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, September 3rd, high noon, Bagwell Field. It's going to be a weekend full of football. The Wolfpack and the Pirates going at it. People also asked me this weekend, hey, we want to party for the start of the football season. Are you guys going to do anything? Yes, we're going to do something. It's the Pirate Radio kickoff party. It's back. It is 77 days away until we party like a pirate here in Uptown Greenville at the State Theater. We'll have a live band. The Breakfast Club makes its way back to Greenville. So it's going to be an awesome weekend starting with the party on that Thursday, 77 days from that, 79 days until ECU versus NC State. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. This is Chandler's uh, time to shine during the week. Medor makes a big spiel about it. So, did a pretty good job. I would say. He's looking good with the lid on, too. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Fits that big old noggin perfectly. <laughs> it's a special uh, It's a special helmet. <laughs> I had to ask David Price for a special. It's recommended <laughs> he wear it at all times uh, when he's out in the public. <laughs> Chan, man, good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready too, to buddy. see those pack. They're gonna. They got high expectations this year. Yeah, uh, Pirates are already a double digit underdog in that. Yeah, game. I saw that. I don't know. I, uh, more disrespect, but that's more because of what NC State. State they a top ten team back. in the country coming into Downey Ficklin. I don't know. When did the polls first come out? We'll be that's, talking to Phil Steele about it soon, as he'll join us uh, this summer on the show. Uh, let's ask Midor our questions from yesterday, please. I would love to hear Midor. He's been around a while, All right. and Midor doesn't care. He'll pick favorites. So I don't care. He's not yeah. very politically correct. No. Mm-hmm. All, all right. Four questions. All-time favorite ECU quarterback is who? Shane. Okay. That's the name. Sorry, answer. Holden. Love you, man. But no, nah, Shane's my boy. All right. Um, most underrated ECU quarterback. Oh man, that's tough. Uh, Dominic Davis. Okay. That was a popular answer. Yeah. Yeah. I went James Pinkney. Oh, you know what? Yeah. All right, so oh, that's tough. You know why? Because I watched him get his teeth kicked in <laughs> over and over and over again, and he got up with that big smile every single time. Yeah. Uh, I defer to you, sir. You are correct. <laughs> I uh, had more time to think about no, it. No, I so. didn't. I was, I was just trying to think of the guys. I knew hey, you're going off the cuff. That's pretty yeah. good. Now, this one, and I'll, I'll reel off some answers we got. I, I just said your favorite play. Yeah, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean best. It means my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's my yeah. personal favorite play involving an ECU quarterback like what comes to mind and we had a lot of Davis to Jones Hail oh, Mary easy one, yeah. I went card and catch in the bowl game I was it's always the cool. same thing I was, in, I was in the end zone shooting it that's why James Summers run I mean well, first of all I mean the peach bowl I mean you just want a quarterback play Fisher to or uh, Blake, Blake to Fisher, Fisher. Yeah. it Blake two-point conversion his pit was brought that's up right. quite yeah. a bit that was, so. that was the uh, the cannon game for Bailey so those are oh, yeah. a lot of favorites. Yeah, I was at all of them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, I mean, anything I'm dating else? myself as far as that goes. Yeah, you know, I mean, you'll be a young old always, Midor. Uh, no matter how old you, know you that, are, you know, that, you know what that is? It, that means that I'm an immature old person. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's I hope to be there with you. There's a positive right spin and you. negative spin. Are right, you got two more? Uh no, that was three. So this is four. Best quarterback performance against East Carolina that you saw live. Ooh, live. Which you've been on a lot of road games. You've seen just about every game. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, um, like, uh, I was a kid from, um, I can't remember which quarter. I'll reel off some while you think. Well, the UCF game down in Orlando where they were, or SMU, 
I'm thinking of all the games where I'm just watching touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. So, Igo said yesterday there were so many during the bad defense yeah. era. I yeah. kind of even forgot about those. All right, so some fans said went just to the best quarterback. They went Favre. They went mm. Peyton Manning. Yeah, but performance-wise. Right, exactly. I went kind of – because this one still sticks with me. State sucked and Daniel Evans sucked, but he came here yeah. and threw for over yeah. 300 and three touchdowns. And That's I remember really sitting one. there steaming. Like how? How? Uh, yeah. Uh, like Chris Ron's Redman with Louisville yeah. was brought up. Yeah. Case Keenum obviously was brought up for I mean, Houston. Keenum had a great game in the uh, in the championship game. They lost. He threw the ball how many times? Seventy eight. Yeah. Eighty. Was it completely yeah. like? I mean, and then the interception at the end probably tainted that performance. But they still it was a he great had game. Yeah, three total in the game. Other uh, other uh, answers were every Navy quarterback, specifically <laughs> Keenan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, and then Midor, you. As a lot of people said whoever whatever backup quarterback faced East Carolina which is always the case and, yeah and so, it's like it was somebody who had a different style as the guy starting yeah we, the yeah, we can drop those I felt smart with it on for some <laughs> so uh yeah any any other thing any other QBs come to no mind? you hit him I mean uh, I, I mean, said I, Taylor like, Heineke like, back in 2013 oh yeah Chandler said Taylor Heineke okay who uh and that's good to talk about because ECU won that game but he came in and played well 338 uh, yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I know uh, somebody at Wildback told me how uh, they loved watching South Carolina come in when they were uh, ranked, and Anthony Wright was a good player. Oh, yeah. Anthony Wright didn't throw any touchdowns in that game. He didn't, he, they just ran all over us. So, yeah. you know, he was he's a part of that team, local guy. Somebody uh, said smaller sample size, but Steven Garcia from that Charlotte game where East Carolina was dominating South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And then I think he was suspended. He came in and they yeah. ended up beating down the who Pirates. Was the, who was the quarterback who dominated us rough year down in Charlotte against South Carolina? That wasn't him. Yeah. They, they started, started, we, were, we were getting killed. They started Shaw. Connor Shaw. Yeah. Okay. And then Garcia, Garcia came in. Suspended. Okay. Okay. We were up 10 at halftime. This is a different game. The one I'm thinking. I'm, this is rough okay, yeah. year. Dominic Davis was the starting quarterback. 2011 I, in Charlotte. Dang it, man. Were we up 10 in that game? We I were up big in that let game. Let me tell you a Justin funny story. Justin Hardy introduced himself to yeah. us. Yes, you are correct. He had a long, long touchdown. All right, so um, the reason that game is – the only reason I remember that game is I know Dom started. That's where Want Some, Get Some came from. The pregame, I mic'd, oh, up, yeah. I mic'd up Coach Ruff, and he did the whole whole thing. That whole audio that we used all those years in the intro video. Yeah, yeah. What is a pirate? Yeah. You got a bridge, you know, yeah. And then he said, um, Want Some, Get Some. This is who we are. This is what we are. <laughs> you pirates. And, um, so and it worked I, for yeah. one half. Right. But we, then we got blown out. But the, yeah. the, what I remember the most about that game is we go get on the buses, and I know Jeff's coming up later. He doesn't remember this, but I'm going to say it. So uh, back then, the cameras you had, um, there were P2s, and they had a P2 card in it. If you didn't hit stop record, if you just turned it off, the, the file is corrupt. So the way we did highlights back then was, at, you know, we had the play-by-play sheet, and I would hit record, and Jeff Charles would just go back and forth with Ruff, and you talk about the plays. Well, I didn't hit play stop on it. I just hit turn off. Oh. rookie mistake for a veteran stupid i get on the bus and i load up my um, card and i'm like oh god it's corrupt i know exactly why i turn this off without thinking well um i see jeff walking maybe two or three blocks down so i go up to the front and i say coach i'm really sorry um that whole file is corrupt and it's my fault and we got he's we gotta be me i said um i said we gotta we gotta shoot it again he's like, hey hey hey, hey be me. stop he said you had a bad day we just had a bad day. It's okay. Let's, awesome. make, let's make it a better day. Come on. So we got off the bus. I call up Jeff, and I see Jeff. And he's like two or three blocks down. And I, I say, Jeff, man, I'm really sorry. We got to do this. He's like, he's like Brian, I'm all, all the way out, out of the car. I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, like Jeff, I see you. You're right there. We got to do this again. And he, and he turns, oh, okay. And he turns, and he comes back. 
<laughs> and then we, and then we, we reset the whole thing, and Ruff couldn't have been any nicer about it. But in my head, that's awesome. I've always thought we just got completely blown out in that oh, game. Yeah. I don't remember us being up 10 at the half. Yeah, it got away quick in the yep. third quarter. They scored 28 points. We looked it up yesterday. Okay. Um, Jeff Charles, we're going to go down memory lane with him when he joins us here. Oh, he's got I'd a like steel to, trap too, buddy. I'd like to hear you tell Jeff Charles stories for an hour. I will. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I got Please. some good ones. From all the coaches, oh, I've got some good ones. Oh, my gosh. I'll have you on for another time when I know he's not I'll pop. meet you at tiebreakers. Did you tell <laughs> one, one time about, like, he uh, was spinning tires in Skip Holt's front yard or something? Is that a real story? <laughs> no, that's not a real story. Who told you that? That's I thought nonsense. it was you. No. After some, like, no, uh... I've never heard that. After a, uh... I don't know. No, we had a game in Charlotte against Vitek Tech when we beat him. Yeah. And we had to go to Skip's house to do the audio. Yeah. And like the same way we did with Rob. Anything happened down. there? I thought yeah. I yeah, something happened. We we walk up, and, and I'm, I'd only been to Skip's house one time at that point. And so I didn't I couldn't really remember where it was. And we get up there, and I see um, this wrought iron fence with a gate. I'm like, I don't remember Skip having a fence. And then um, Jeff goes, yeah, is it? So he squeezes through the, je- the the gate. So we go walk up to the front door, ringing on the doorbell, knocking on the door. Big house. He goes around the back to the pool area, and there were cars <laughs> everywhere. And and it was obviously a big party there that day. Yeah. So I look in the window and I see there's a family, there's a couple and like five kids. And I recognize it's Stacy Hill, husband David mm-hmm. at the time. And I'm, I look, I was like, I oh, know that's Stacy Hill. Oh crap, this is the wrong house. So I go to Jeff. I said, Jeff, this is not the right house. So I called Skip. We were down one cul-de-sac down, <laughs> and this where this where this where Skip's house was. That we were in the wrong. They could have got shit. I mean, we tried the doorknob and everything. I wish you'd have looked in the window and just saw Jeff Charles walking. Oh, that would have been awesome. Hi, where's Skip? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, good stuff. We'll do uh, story time with Medor another nah, time. I, I, great, Thirty great. minutes goes by fast with Brian Medor. It's not enough time. Yeah. You, got, you got you got Jeff coming up. Next. Yeah, okay. And we got to take a break. So. Okay, we'll give him my best. I love the guy. Yes, sir. Thanks for hanging you out, can. man. You Let's it, do buddy. it more this summer. Say when if you got. I'll be uh, here. Got time. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll let you know if I survive Disney with the with, with the. Uh, yeah, that'll be. Uh, what do, what do you got going on there? What's good there? I haven't uh, been in a while. That Star Wars thing's pretty cool. Okay, I hear. I don't know. All right. So yeah. Wait, they got okay. Not the old rod, the, the one from like four years like ago. Space Mountain? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the old ride. No, the Star Wars ride. Yeah, they been have, there forever. Oh, I don't know about no, the Star this, Wars this, this ride, but they have Galaxy's like, Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've got actually a full size replica of the Millennium Falcon. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, have fun. Yep. Shirley, right. take us to break. Shirley, we'll ta- appreciate you guys. Right, me, Dor- yep. See you, buddy. We'll take a timeout, come back. The voice, Jeff Charles, joins us. <laughs> he could be walking through your home right now, and you'd never know it. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Talk to Jeff when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back grab your amigos and head to chico's for the best mexican food and fun in greenville come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas acp and more Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, Awesome to have Midor in studio, one of my favorite people to talk to. 30 minutes, just not enough time. But we had to make time for The Voice, Jeff Charles, and the rest of our show. We've got Brandon Manny coming up 
Next hour, we'll go inside the anger management rage room. Troy D. Bryson Whirl, hour three of today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line right now and talk to Jeff Charles, voice of the Pirate Team, joins us here on PRL. Jeff, how you doing today? Cliff, I'm doing great. Maybe we can start by talking about your red-hot Atlanta Braves are right back in the race, aren't they? Works for me, Jeff. 14 in a row. They are beating up on some of the bottom feeders in the National League, but uh, that's the sign of a good team, beating teams you're supposed to beat. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, Jeff. I've been following, uh, obviously, this ECU baseball thing closely, and, uh, and the season comes to an end on Sunday, but... Uh, yeah, to have the Braves to fall back on after the Pirates season comes to an end is a, is a great thing. They've got a an injury just like last year, and it's a big one. Last year it was Ronald Acuna Jr. Right now it's Ozzy Albies, but hopefully he can be back in, I don't know, September and, uh, and maybe make a playoff push with these Braves. But yeah, Jeff, it's been fun to watch. It's nice to have a team that uh, you, can, you can watch win every single night. I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> Yeah, 14 wins in a row. I mean, that is really big time. I don't know if you've seen anything or not. Clip, where does that rank as far as the history of the franchise is concerned in Atlanta than going back to their days in Milwaukee? I would guess they're getting close to maybe some kind of a record for a win streak. Yeah, I have not looked that up, Jeff. I did last night take a peek, and this will probably jinx the guys, but at the longest winning streaks in baseball, and most recently, uh, 2017, the Cleveland Indians won 22 games in a row. Uh, the all-time streak is the New York Giants in 1916-126. As far as the Braves go, Jeff, I don't I don't know that number offhand, but uh, they're getting close to being up there uh, in the top 20s all-time as far as win streaks go. Yeah, I would think so. I would think that uh, as far as the franchise is concerned, Cliff, they should be right there bumping it. Uh, have to go back and do a little research on that. But but it's good because when was it? Just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how the Mets were going to run away with the division and hide because nobody else in that division was playing very well, including the Braves. And now the Braves have turned things around. The Phillies, too, have gotten better ever since they fired Joe Girardi. So they're now, I think, one game over 500, And they're playing better. So a division that got off to a slow start, all of a sudden now uh, could be uh, a good race as we continue on here this summer. Jeff, I'm uh, I'm looking it up right now. Here's what I got so far. So, let's see. 2013, Atlanta won 14 in a row. In 2000, they won 15 straight. And then, Jeff, you go back to 1891, the Boston Bean Eaters won 17 straight games. I guess that's considered part of the Braves franchise. Uh, they became, I guess, the Boston Braves and then so on and so forth. But uh, So, there's that, that number, Jeff. They are approaching it. Yeah, they really are. Austin Bean Eaters, that's even before my <laughs> clip, like in the 1890s. Uh, but uh, 17 wins in a row, I guess they would consider that the franchise record. So yeah. here they are uh, with a chance to go to uh, 15 in their next win. So they've had a remarkable turnaround, and they're playing really well right now. You know, Clip, we talked about this the other day when you and I visited there just seems to be uh, just a, a handful, I mean, a small handful of elite teams this year. And look yeah. what the Yankees are doing, about 47 and 16. I mean, they're on pace to have one of the greatest seasons in the history of Major League Baseball. Now a lot of things can happen, and, you know, we're just uh, one-third of the way past uh, the end of the season. But if they don't have a bunch of injuries or some goofy stuff doesn't happen, I mean, they could they could have one of the great years of all time. And, in Major League Baseball, got a ways to go to get to that point, but they're 
on track to do that. So you do have in the Dodgers of, are certainly an elite team as well. But uh, then you've got some pretty good teams, you know, that are a little bit over 500 having winning years. And then you probably have five or six really bad teams uh, this year that just aren't competitive at all. So there seems to be a wide disparity clip uh, between you know the New York Yankees of the world and the Kansas City Royals and the Cincinnati Reds and the Oakland A's of the world who are just uh, not very good at all. And I do follow the Detroit Tigers on a daily basis, and they're a major disappointment. They were expected not to win the division this year, but I think hopes going in they would be about a 500 ball club and be very competitive. But uh, they're 14 games now under 500. It just seems like one thing after another with them. They've had a lot of injuries to their pitching staff. And, in fact, as recently as, what, two or three weeks ago, they really only had one starter that they started the season with who was still in the rotation because of all the injuries, and they just have not been able to hit at all this year. Their hitting has been so inconsistent. And most nights they just can't score any runs. It's been very disappointing for A.J. Hinch and, and company. It got so bad yesterday, Clip. They got beat by the White Sox 13 to nothing, and they had burned up all their pitching. And so they had to use three different position <laughs> players in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings hmm. to get through the game. They used Harold Castro, who's a utility infielder, Cody Clemens, who is Roger Clemens' son, who came up from Toledo about two or three weeks ago. He pitched the eighth, and Tucker Barnhart, the catcher, Pitched the ninth inning. Jeez. That's how bad it's been for the Tigers here lately. How's uh, did Rocket uh, Junior look like the Rocket up there? I got to imagine he doesn't throw as hard as his dad did. No, I wouldn't think. So. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to see it. I was listening to it on radio as I was driving. As a matter of fact, yeah. but, uh, you know, he's not nearly as big as his dad. We remember Roger Clemens was a big guy. Cody Clemens is maybe five eleven and maybe one hundred and seventy five pounds. He's not a big guy at all. But, uh, you know, they had to use every able body that they could find to, to finally close the game out yesterday. And, and boy, it was, it was not pretty. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, I want to get you in on our questions of the week. So I go and I are beginning our ECU football position previews. We uh, previewed the quarterback room yesterday. And it's a pretty simple breakdown. You've got your longtime starter. You've got your QB of the future. And then there's two more guys in the room. And, and we talked about... Stubblefield and Flynn. So, wanted to add more to the topic. So, I, I decided to go in the past and I put it out on Twitter and Facebook earlier this week. And we got a ton of responses from Pirate fans. But I put out four questions, Jeff, and I want to ask you those questions. And I don't, I don't know, I don't ask you to pick favorites a lot, but I will today if you refrain to answer. That's uh, you can. But uh, here's here's question one that I threw out, Jeff. Do you have an all-time favorite Pirate quarterback, or is that like picking your favorite kid? Is that impossible for you? Yeah, your favorite ice cream or your favorite pizza, (laughs) all those kinds of things. Uh, Well, just because it was such a magical, magical year clip, you've got to go back to Jeff Blake. Uh, Jeff was just remarkable that last year he was here and led the Pirates to the Peach Bowl. Now, when you look at his body of work his entire career, there were guys that had better overall careers, but nobody had a year like he had. That year, so you know, you put you put Jeff at the top, and then you've got a bunch of one A guys, and certainly David Garrard was an all time favorite. I just love David Garrard and and the way he played. Um, even though he was not here very long, 
you know, Dominique Davis was a really good quarterback here. I mean, that guy looked like an NFL quarterback and yeah. he's gone on, of course, to play well in the CFL. And I always love Marcus Crandall. Uh, Marcus, there is just something about him, you know, being the local kid. And he was all a part of that East Carolina mystique, if you will, back in the, in the mid nineties when Steve Logan was here and Logan was on the cutting edge of kind of a new age offense and, Marcus Crandall was the quarterback, and he had so many great games, and he was a threat to run and throw, and uh, was just a, a lot of fun to watch. So you go down through the years, <laughs> and there have been a, a lot of them. Dan yeah. Gonzalez, you know, he was he was a good quarterback here as well. I really enjoyed watching Danny play. And when I first came to East Carolina, uh, the Pirates had a little quarterback. Longtime Pirate fans were remember Travis Hunter, and uh, Travis was a lot of a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he was a run throw guy. Didn't throw it great, but you know he was a dual kind of guy that could hurt you with his legs and also with his arm. So you know there have been a whole bunch of them. Uh, East Carolina's had some great quarterbacks down through the years. I'm probably forgetting a couple that I enjoyed watching play. But you know to answer your question, that's that's what pops in my yeah. mind. Those guys. And Jeff, you mentioned a couple names there that I saw mentioned for question number two. I asked. Uh, who is the most underrated ECU quarterback of all time? Who are some of the guys on that list for you? Boy, underrated quarterbacks. Wow. I, uh, my answer, my answer, and this was a, a popular one, Jeff. But I went with James Pinckney just because he was yeah. just so dang tough and really talented. And and who knows if he had an O line and some more around him, what what kind of career he could have had here at East Carolina, and how, how many more wins he could have got. Well, I think that's a good choice. Uh, I, I love James, and, and you're right. He was tough as nails, and his offensive line wasn't always the greatest. And I can remember seeing him take some big-time hits. And then I would throw the other Pinckney in there. Patrick Pinckney certainly wasn't one of the more talented guys that ECU has, but you know he's been a winner, and uh, he was a winner when he was when he was here. And a lot of people would go into games, and you know when you put that box out there and that check mark, uh, this team, East Carolina versus whoever, who's got the advantage at quarterback, actually right. it was the other team, but uh, Patrick Pinckney just knew how to win games, and he was not a guy who was highly recruited. Of course, his dad played here, and uh, he had that East Carolina heritage, but you know, when he played, uh, he, 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 he was a guy that would give you a chance to win, and that's what he did when he was here, and uh, I think he fooled a lot of people, so I'd have to put him on my underrated list as well. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, I asked uh, what play involving an ECU quarterback is your all-time favorite and had a lot of answers here. You're going with the Davis to to Jones Hail Mary. There was, uh, I said, the card and catch in, in the bowl game. Always fun to see a quarterback catch a touchdown. Uh, the James Summers run against Virginia Tech was brought up quite a bit. And then if everybody was old enough to be there, uh, the older Pirates uh, said, that, you know, Jeff Blake, two-point conversion against Pitt uh, really stands out. And 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 I don't know, d- judging by your Jeff Blake answer, that might be your number one, Jeff. I've seen – I've heard your call a bunch of times and also uh, have seen some video of it. But, man, that uh, that was a magical play there. That really was. I'll go to my grave remembering that one clip. It was, it was just incredible. And the Bill Lewis call just to go for two in that situation was – you know, certainly a great call as well. And then, of course, you have to throw in the Jeff Blake to Luke Fisher yeah. touchdown catch to win the Peach Bowl in Atlanta over NC State was another great play. 
Uh, there have been a bunch of them. I, I can just remember, you know, some David Garrard runs, maybe none for 80 yards. I'd have to go back and research what the longest run David had. But I remember he had some, some good games, and he uh, he ran for, you know, a number of yards on a number of carries, and that was after one of those games that Steve Logan said that he reminded, uh, David Garrard reminded him of a beer truck. And that's what really started <laughs> to kind of, uh, attach David Garrard's name. They used to call him the beer truck, and he runs like a beer truck because you know, a big old truck, and nobody could knock him off his feet. He was just running over people, and so those were some those were some great runs to uh, down through the years from David Garrard. Jeff, somebody put uh, Jeff Blake to Hunter Gallimore, and in parentheses said, "Of all people," and that was your call, right? Is that the famous voice call? Yes, it is. And I don't know how that ever came out, but it just came out in a live radio clip. And uh, I, it's amazing to me. And I still run into Hunter Gallimore every now and then. And I, I tease him about that. Or he'll come up to me and he'll say, I'm Hunter Gallimore of all people. <laughs> of all people. And, <laughs> well, you know, the, the way it came out, Hunter was a possession receiver. You know, he was yeah. a Tyler Sneed kind of guy uh, for present day Pirates. And he, he ran, you know, intermediate routes, and he was a guy that you'd go to to get a first down and maybe throw the ball to him over the middle. Well, in that particular game, he, he caught the ball, went down the sideline, and I forget exactly how many yards it was. It was a long touchdown run after the catch, and it just came out. Hunter Gallimore, of all people, takes it <laughs> in for a touchdown because you just didn't expect him to do that. Right, And he was faster than what people thought he was, and nobody caught him. That's awesome. That's good stuff. And finally, Jeff, uh, I went to the other side. I said, who is the who had the best performance at quarterback as an opponent against East Carolina that you witnessed live? And, Jeff, you've seen all these games live, so you got a laundry list of names. But heard some famous names, of course, with Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. Gus Farratt, and I remember him playing for Washington and, and playing against Washington in the playoffs uh, for the Lions. But Apparently, he had a monster game while he was at Tulsa against East Carolina. I saw that one a lot. Uh, of course, Case Keenum, Chris Redman at Louisville. So, uh, some names popped up there. Uh, anything uh, pop in your brain, Jeff? All-time great performances against the Pirates uh, from the quarterback position. Well, you named some of them there, Clip. And what was so amazing about Gus Farratt and the numbers he put up that day, he played in a driving rainstorm. And it was a horrible day, and it poured from the very beginning of the game to the end of the game. It rained as hard as you've ever seen it. And it was one of those games where when you go into a game and it's raining like that and the field is a muddy mess, the receivers usually do have the advantage. It's tough to cover receivers with those kinds of weather conditions. And Gus Frott just picked the Pirates apart that day. And then on the other side of the coin, the Pirates threw the ball very well in the rain, but that's what was uh, really amazing about it. The guy was playing in a driving rainstorm and uh, led his team to a victory. And then, of course, the, the big Brett Favre comeback. As, as you mentioned, I can still see those throws in my mind clip. Uh, you know, people knew who Brett Favre was. They knew he was a, a good college quarterback. He wasn't a marquee guy nationally or being talked about as a Heisman Trophy guy or anything like that. But, boy, after that game, especially that second half, come back, watching him play, I mean, he was just throwing BBs. And it was like, wow, this guy's at another level with his <laughs> arm strength because he is just airing this ball out. And he had some sure-handed receivers, and they weren't dropping the ball. 
and it was like, you know, zip, zip, zip right down the field with these lasers, and Southern Miss was in the end zone, and I can still remember that game very well, and walking out of the press box saying to myself, man, this guy, Brett Favre, he's something else. I don't know how great he's going to be in the NFL. We all found out he was going to be really great in the NFL, but it was like, yeah, this guy's an NFL caliber quarterback. And we looked at some box scores. I think he had like 280 and and maybe 300 in a game against East Carolina. And we're talking, what, Jeff, like 1988. If you you use inflation there, that's like 600 yards today, right, Uh, to throw for 300 back in the 80s. Yeah, exactly, Cliff, because by today's standards, you look at a quarterback, 280 yards, maybe 300 yards. It's like, well, you had a decent day. Right, yeah. It changed so much <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it will be like inflation, and it would be like whatever it is today uh, with a quarterback. So back then, if a quarterback is throwing for 300 yards, I mean, it's like a big deal. Yeah. Today, it's like a common game. So uh, it was it was a big deal when he had a game like that, and – uh, those were the days, Clip, when East Carolina was just having a heck of a time beating Southern Miss. I have to go back and, and look at the record book, but it, it was something like Southern Miss had beaten East Carolina like 10 out of 12 or yeah. 9 out of 11 or something like that. It was like going into every game against Southern Miss. It's like, oh, my goodness, here they come again. And it didn't matter whether the game was in Greenville or the game was in Hattiesburg. It's like, you know <laughs> – doggone Southern Miss again, and they beat the Pirates. And, you know, there wasn't that big a difference talent-wise or in the in the two teams. Uh, they were even matchups. I mean, East Carolina could match up, certainly, with Southern Miss. But oftentimes you see this in sports when one team just has another team's number for whatever reason. And, and that was the case back in the day when East Carolina and Southern Miss happened to match up and play. And the Golden Eagles, for whatever reason, just – Seem to win almost every time during that era. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. I enjoy you know keeping up with Jeff every week and talking about what's going on currently. But uh, voice when we can go down memory lane and and you tell old stories about old games, I really enjoy that. So as long as you uh, don't mind rehashing those old stories for the twentieth time, I'll keep bringing them up and uh, <laughs> and we'll do it again here on the show. But we appreciate you joining us today, Voice, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk more with you next week. Enjoyed the chat today. Yeah, same here, Cliff, anytime because uh, we go back and those were the glory days of football at East Carolina back in the 90s. I know the the other folks that uh, followed this program back in the 70s in the Carlester Crumpler era have such fond memories of Southern Conference championships and watching Crump and the other great players who came through ECU during that era. And then I came on board in the late 80s, as you mentioned, and then just was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to be around Bill Lewis and Steve Logan, and there was just such an electricity among East Carolina fans and the football program in that era. So anytime you want to talk about that clip, that's okay <laughs> with me because I have great, great memories of Pirate football in those days. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, Cliff. Thanks so much. Jeff Charles joining us on PRL. Man, I enjoy uh, hearing old Jeff Charles stories. We'll do that throughout the summer as we – We'll do our 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 position previews with Igo on Wednesdays, and also talk to Jeff Charles uh, about uh, some other players, some old players from the past of those positions. So next week, we'll talk running backs uh, with the voice Jeff Charles. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. PRL on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Here we go. 
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. You, uh, visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up hour number one. Brandon Manning going to join us. We will tie a bow on the ECU 2022 baseball season. We'll also go inside the anger management rage room coming up in hour two. Still to come on today's show, Troy D and Bryson Worrell in hour three of the program, and we will make you a winner. Shout out to a friend of the show, former Pirate Garrett McGinn, uh, who was named as an all-star in the USFL this year, uh, playing the guard position for the New Jersey Generals. So uh, he was uh, given that accolade today, so great stuff for Garrett. And hopefully uh, Chandler will probably see – Chandler Honeycutt's here. Hey, Chandler. What's up, Clipper? Uh, we'll probably see a handful of these guys. We'll probably see a bunch of them in training camps, but maybe uh, how many? Let's set the over under six and a half. How many players that played in the USFL will make an NFL roster opening day this year? Hmm. Did I go too high? Six and a half. Did I go too low? I don't know. I want to say there's going to be a quite a bit. Okay. Maybe some high demand for guys in the USFL to go out there and fish fish out i'm gonna go like so you're going I'm over? Gonna go eight okay eight okay fair enough and uh, hopefully way, garrett mcginn can be one of those guys. garrett mcginn one of the tr- uh one of the true pirates one of the uh great pirates now nah, yeah if you check if he went on maury povich and they checked his dna it would you are a pirate you are a pirate oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I told you I was a pirate. Who's not a true pirate? Lucas Thompson. Mm, Yes. Not a true pirate. Because he was never a pirate. (laughs) Not a true pirate. But Garrett McGinn sticking it through the tough times. Great guy. Yeah. Fun to talk to. Uh, So congratulations to him. Let's get a Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard update presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, Harold's got to be done, right? He started pretty early this morning. He's done, done. Done, done. And he is two over par after one day playing in the U.S. Open. And I will, uh, this one's in Massachusetts. 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 So HV3, that plus two puts him tied for 79th. So that's not great. Um, and right now your leader is, well, there's a group of, including Rory McElroy at three under par right now in the lead and it looks like uh see if anybody's still on the course yeah there's still some guys playing so that is day one u.s open hv3 has some ground to make up coming up on friday i'm gonna hate this after i say it but i hope those live guys are living it up oh you just want to make a joke yeah you don't have a take one way or the other you just want to do some wordplay wordplay is good yeah i'm open to it yeah i hope they're living it up I'm you. I'm you. Those rich folks. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got these poor golfers in the PGA <laughs> that can barely afford to buy tees. I saw a meme saying like the live players showing up to the tournament, and it was this girl that says, 
Hide your money. There's poor <laughs> folks around. There's poor people around. That meme is from what show, Chandler? Oh, I have no idea. The uh, Chappelle show. Ah, okay. Re- reparations episode. Uh, I love Chappelle and his uh, his material. D- never saw that, though. Gotta see it. Gotta see it. It's on the must-watch list. All right, let's wrap up our one. We gotta talk to Brandon Manning. Be a man comes to us next. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll get his thoughts. He's the positive pirate, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the season, uh, what lies ahead, and more with Brandon Manning when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Studio B, Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt, and Brandon Manning here on Studio A. Hello, Brandon. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going all oh, right. Now. So, does this mean this is Brandon's last week on the show? For, is that for a while? He's sitting right there. I mean, until it's time to talk about like playoff baseball or something. Yeah, I mean, he's welcome anytime he wants to come on. But <laughs> you just shake your head. No, 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 no. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. Cl- clips normally like, hey, um, do you want to come on today or do you want to do this today? I was like, sure. I mean, it's all based on invitation from Clip okay well i will say this nobody else reached out to me from pirate radio just clip so he's on top of the well, list he is the host he is the guest yeah, booker. Tree. yeah uh brandon you're welcome anytime and I, I might who knows this summer throw you out uh, an invite maybe all-star we'll talk about home run derby or some crap oh home run derby I don't enjoyed know. having you on this season, yeah, baseball season. Well, we've had some fun had we some needed laughs. a positive pirate especially in the dark times somebody had to be yeah and you were and that, that guy you. and uh I got a confession to make. We were kind of talking about what went wrong, what what changed, uh, because, Brandon, you were talking about routine, how important that is to keep a routine in our everyday lives, especially if you're healthy, unlike me, and you work out, you want to keep that routine, do all that stuff. Um, what, who's working out? Not not I. Okay. You may be. Uh, your arms are pretty big, mm, but no. so is the rest so of So is my me. stomach. So. <laughs> um, I got this new shirt uh, a couple weekends ago. This is the third time I've worn it. First two times uh, were the ECU baseball games, and the Pirates are 0-2 in those games. Sa- Sunday, lost to Coastal. Saturday, lost to Texas. Texas. Yeah. I-, I had a similar situation. We have this shirt um, that I've had well, since I was at ECU. I've talked to you about this. It says the we're going on yep. it. And I-, I wasn't paying attention. I need a shirt to wear underneath the little uh, little coat thing i wear to most of the games and i, I just put it on said ecu baseball we were going it was the gray one not the purple one that i always talked about hands like you gotta take it off it's bad luck we never win and it was against coastal so i literally walked out in the middle of the game and took it off it just wasn't enough to 
to fix it but didn't wear it the next day um put it on the grill and burned it um so you did officially no, I did. i'm uh, going to i think see, we need, i think we need to have a party I'll, I'll do it in the parking lot we'll do a facebook live or something and we'll burn the we're going shirt i'm i'm all down i talked to palumbo last summer and he's like yes we need to do that and he and I, I just never got up with anybody. It was at a baseball camp, but I just never, never did it. Never thought about it because it is a very comfortable shirt. To Let's wear do like it. On <laughs> Let's do it on opening day next year. All right, we can do that. Or opening week next time. Media day next time. You're asked to throw out a first pitch at ECU. Take it on the field and burn it right there. Uh, Joey Perry would kill me <laughs> if I hurt that grass. The ECU grounds crew may not like that. Uh, they did a fantastic job. By Great the way, job. On great job i was actually uh joey does a great job all the grounds crew i mean all our facilities are just top notch these days um the baseball field looked great all year long uh you, you go to so many colleges and stuff like that and you see the worn grass in front of the pitcher's mound and around home plate and we don't have that it's just great the place is just amazing for that field to look like it did about eight about nine o'clock i mean the warning track was underwater so the outfield was underwater. When, when they built Keith LeClaire, that was a big thing. Uh, they didn't want any rainouts. Uh, there's some very huge uh, in the alleys, so to speak. I think it's I think it's left field line, left center, right center, right field line, and um, they, they just go out to Charles and go out there. And there's tons of rock put underneath that field for it to build and drain it. I mean, it's one of the best fields in the state by, by far. All right, one of the best uh, hitting teams by far we've seen come to Clark LeClaire. We're here over the weekend, Brandon. Those Texas Longhorns, one through nine. Tough. Jesus, I mean, when you create a team on, like, MLB baseball and, like, you're just going to make players up, you get the Texas baseball team. Uh, NCAA baseball, and, like, when you draft your team, from, you just, just say, hey, I'm going to take the 2022 Texas I want Longhorns. my nine-hole hitter to hit how many dingers? He hit 15 on Sunday. Ridiculous. The six hole hitter hit. The six hole hitter had eleven. I mean, and there, during, was, there was four or five guys in that lineup that had ten or plus, ten plus home runs. And during me. the game, I kept doing the math and, and like, all right, how many outs are we away from getting back to the top four? And after a while, I was like, well, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But mm-hmm. how many home? How many guys we have with more than ten plus? Four. <laughs> Who are they? JC, JC, Whirl, Amac. How many does Starling have? Maybe six, six or seven. seven. Yeah, I'll look it up. I mean, I I don't see. I mean, that's, I don't that's, think that's it's crazy. I mean, but again, when they start their season, it's prime weather for baseball. When we start our season, it's probably raining and twenty five degrees, and the ball just doesn't want to go. So I mean, and that has somewhat to do with it. I would like to see a breakdown of some of those southern schools, like early season home runs versus late season home runs, and see how compares to everybody yeah we've seen uh guys go on individual runs world this year Jeez. and it was washer was it jake washer that hit a ton yeah. at the end oh, of the year yeah he, he did regional yeah uh let's see dingers for the pirates world 20 jjc 13 amac 11 brandon you were on it agnos had six clunch or agnos had seven clunch six and star six, Moylan six. If you would have said when Josh Moylan's Moylan, number, yeah. If you up. would have told me Josh Moylan had six home runs at the end of the year to be the opening weekend, I'd have called you a moron. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know what deal is. Fluky season. Uh, sometimes players just have that fluky season. You can call it a sophomore slump. You can call it whatever you want to. But I have a feeling that kid next year is going to be the one that really turns it around. And 
he's going to be the carry. He's going to be this year's Bryson World, in my opinion. I look into next year, and uh, we'll talk to Bryson World coming up in the five o'clock hour. That's a big hole offensively, big old defensively too, Brandon. And and Stephen Igo, somebody asked him on Hoist the Colors. He didn't want to do it, but he was asked to go ahead and project next year and the starting lineup. He slid Hoover over in the center. I mean, you've got some options there. But, man, that, that's a pretty big hole defensively for the Pirates. So, uh, and I think Cliff said at one point in time this year that, you know, Hoover could go over there because I think he played some center a couple of years ago when Bryson was hurt. Um, and J.J.C. is surprisingly fast. How about and Riley Johnson? That's what, I, that's what I was going to say. Uh, last year um, when both Hoover and Whirl were hurt, uh, Riley Johnson got a lot of good innings in okay. and did very well out there in center field. He's very fast. Um, I don't know if he has the arm Bryson does, but I mean, I doubt it. I, I that's just talking doubt on it. Bryson. Yes, he's got an elite arm. He, I mean, he does. I mean, he he showed that thing off a few times this year, and really, I really think once he showed it off, it saved a lot of runs from people trying to score. I mean, that that fifty fifty ball going to home plate, they're like, no, we're not going to chance that he's going to throw you out. So. I mean, Riley Johnson out there, and then you never know with incoming freshmen. I think we got some quality guys coming in next year that are going to be able to help us out. Pirates uh, season comes to an end. Texas advances to Omaha. 37, 38 now appearances. They have made the College World Series more times than there's been a College World Series played that didn't involve Texas, which is an amazing stat. They've been 38. There have been 37 without Texas. How about that, Brandon? Stat to consider stat to consider that's uh pretty dominant stat to consider now they've only won six should i say only they've been 37 previous yeah they've won they six. have the most college world series championships right Texas. no that would be i believe usc and i will look that up that was a trivia question it was. wasn't it yeah uh texas i believe is second hmm. somebody talk all right I saw Ivan Melendez taking BP in Omaha this morning. Does he look like a grown man? I mean, he looks like he needs to be playing like defensive end in the NFL. <laughs> he is a. He looks like he could dude. be the fifth Watt brother. <laughs> he had a home run in each of the three games this weekend. USC has 12, Texas, LSU have six. There you go. LSU. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about uh, we're talking about swings and uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward has that big windmill looping God, swing I it. and I, it is beautiful to watch. I mean, but if you were if he was right-handed, it would be ugly, probably but so. because he's left because he's a lefty. lefty looks looks cooler. I mean, you, you look at Griffey's swing, amazingly. Melendez though is like it's short, such a short. It's kind of like Mike Trout, where his home runs don't look spectacular because his swing is so like it's so short, simple. compact, and very like. It's nonchalant. Not, it's yeah. not when we think about the big right-handed bats growing up. Your Albert Pujols, your Mark McGuire's, and Jose Canseco's to just take this big absolute hurt. hacks. Vlad Guerrero is one that comes to mind. <laughs> he took he, a violent swing. He, I mean, he never got cheated. Um, Vlad Guerrero, just, I, he looks like a guy that just picked up, a, like never went to camps or anything. Well, we just, never wore batting gloves. He just picked up a bat one day. Yeah. And just, and it was yeah. probably a 37-inch, 35-ounce <laughs> You know, piece of hickory that washed up on the beach down there. <laughs> and he just started raking, man. Well, I mean, you look at some of these right-handed guys now. Tommy White was another one. Ivan Melendez. Not only do they have power, but that guy hit it 400 or so. Yeah. I mean, I think he came in hitting 406 and it dropped down first. I mean, he's still around 400, give or take a few points right there. That's impressive. I mean, 400? 
that that is cra- that's the crazy the home runs fine he hit a lot of home runs but to have home runs and hit 400 that means he's just a pure hitter yeah i mean he's gonna get paid 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 what about the Worrell and his draft prospects and how about agnos mayhew spivey guys that are draft eligible this year do you think any of those guys get enough to to leave um it, it all depends i mean it, that's everybody's uh that's, that's everybody's uh, dream right there is to play in the majors. Um, I know Agnos' family, Agnos, himself, they love ECU. Um, but when your name gets called, and whether it's top round or bottom round or whatever it's going to be, you have, that's that's your decision. I mean, Cliff's done a very good job over the years of really talking to his guys and say, yeah, sure, go ahead. I mean, who left last year early? Um, first, Other first baseman, uh, Thomas Francisco. Granny. You know, that was one guy that God knows if we'd have had his bat this year, another yeah. quality lefty stick. I mean, what would have been? He he should have been back. I don't even know what he's doing in the minors this year, but, you know, school's taken care of. I mean, these guys are – these COVID years, They're these guys are grown men. They're not kids anymore. I mean, some of them have already finished school, and they're just about working on their doctorate, I think. I mean, so let, let these guys live a life. I mean, we'll, we'll get through it. But Jake Kuchmaner has four kids and yeah, is on a second marriage. marriage. Jake Kuchmaner is gonna he sh- he should have got an nil deal with uh, Rogaine. I think. <laughs> I mean, that guy's <laughs> how cool how, was it to see him uh, finish it out though? That was great Sunday. to see. I yeah. mean, it was well deserved. Um, you know, I had left at that point. Um, I what? did. I had well, it, I had two kids with me, and it was like the crack of dawn um the roosters the roosters i like how you reacted you said what i I mean i'm shocked i did um i I watched everybody hit one last time and then i said all right y'all what do y'all think and mason's sitting there and like sleeping like that you could have just put mason in the tree he'd have been fine he 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 was in a tree more than he was on the ground he loves when i saw him playing in those trees out there man they're great great climbing trees (laughs) i went up there one time and you were this is a shocker. Brandon was talking to somebody. Yep. Man, you did a lot of talking uh, these last couple weekends. I had some fun. I went uh, and uh, talked to your wife, and mm. I looked around. There was no kids running around. I think your daughter was kind of chilling, as she does. And I was like, where's uh, Mason in a tree? And, like, joking. And then I looked up, and there's three Mason, kids in a Mason tree, in a tree. he's one of them. I think it was uh, Mason and uh, former Pirate Shane Matthews and his kids. How many former uh, teammates and uh, Pirates did you talk to? So the first day, um, the big guy does has started started this a long time ago, and it just never really too much caught on. It's called Letter Winners Pirate Club. It's anybody that you know was on a sports team, and baseball just never really football's got a big following about it, but baseball just never really quite grasped it or whatever. Just never did, and. Um, so a couple of guys were like, "Hey, I need an extra ticket." I said, like, "Hey, just just call this number right here. It's the Letter Winners Pirate Club." And they're like, "Okay, oh yeah, here, here, here's tickets." So they put us all right there between the visiting dugout and the visitors uh, visiting bullpen. Mm-hmm. And man, oh, the so, Mully spot. Yeah, that's yeah, why it was so packed. Yeah, because um, Mully was there. This, no, um, y- y'all. Yeah, y'all discovered his secret a spot week, oh, a week prior. Me and Clip hung out with Mully, and I swear, I think it was just the three of us and Brian. Bailey. So they, uh, everybody. I mean, there was guys. Shane hadn't been here back to Greenville since 2007. Wow. Jake Smith. Uh, I mean, he. I haven't seen him since 2006. Um, Adam Hodges in and out. I mean, I see your Scott Andrews's and um, P. 
people like that a lot uh i mean but then tommy easton was some of those guys mm-hmm. which was very cool to see your uh your eric backages and all those guys that came in the town to hang out the original super regional team I yeah mean, that, that 2001 team was there and it was great to see how the first the first game there was maybe 20 of us in a picture the next game there was about 40 and the next game there was 60 yeah i mean it sort of grew from there and it was just great to see and meet guys that i, I really had only heard stories about and meet them face to face i mean you know daryl allhorn's still a, still a nut but that's a cool dude right there and just to hear him talk about baseball and some of these guys right here um who else was down there i mean yeah well you were talking to a guy and i i knew i knew his face but i couldn't put a name to the face and you said this is ron wood yeah i was like oh wow mm-hmm. ron wood yeah and uh, i told chandler and chandler was like what did you say you got his autograph uh, yeah, back in the the day. Billy Godwin camp back in like oh nine. He should have given there's him a hat else back, to sign. There's a hat back at the house. It's got uh uh Billy Godwin's name, Ryan Wood, and then somebody else I just can't remember who it was. You should have fanboyed out there to him. Fanboy. So Ron Wood was like the tallest second baseman in the history of D one baseball. He very tall. Hit. What was his uh top average, you think, here? Did he I mean one year he hit like twenty home runs and hit like three 315 320 or something like that I mean, he had an unbelievable year i think he got all american that year yeah i remember but he was actually um brought here to pitch really? that was the funny thing um he was brought because he threw gas and then i think his arm got a little sore or whatever and they hey you can hit let's put you a second base uh it was great to see those old faces and uh man what a what a couple of weekends there at clark the clear stadium we'll be missing it i'll miss uh brandon's chili or hannah's chili, chili whoever's chili it is we both the we manning's both chili we both dabble but uh fun times and uh now it's on the football i guess brandon after uh we enjoy our summers of course it is there's um there's a lot of pirates uh everybody around there's a lot of pirates look them up playing in the coastal plain league yeah um go support them man i mean it, you're in you, you go to wilmington a lot to go to the beach go see the wilmington sharks play um, bradley they, wilson is, yeah uh, i think the i think we have three people um in the in the coastal plain leagues three or four maybe but they'll all go to wilmington they'll all go to moorhead city they'll all go to wilson um those those kids man that they they love seeing everybody um you know the ones that go to the cape obviously that's a little bit harder to go and there's a couple other leagues up there Um, there's a league in delaware and stuff like that but i mean go see them go support them they that's the only real way we get to stay in contact with some of these guys there's not really a summer football league for us to go to or a summer basketball league to go to but there is a summer baseball league that you can go uh, see all your pirates play so go support them good deal a lot of camps going on too of course and uh your son just did yeah. did Coach the mike, houston camp, did right? the mike houston football camp had a ball that was very well put together um ryan mcmanus who was in here the other day did an unbelievable job with that um, Coach Houston took more pictures and more selfies this week than I think he's ever taken. Um, but there was a lot of players there that helped out. Uh, there was a Holton sighting that made all the kids giddy. Um, but I cool. mean, it, it was just very, very, very cool to see how well that uh, that camp was done and how uh, how how well they took care of the campers because it was hot out there. Brandon Manny joining us today. You want to stick around uh, one more segment? Yeah, we. Can, you want to yeah, get angry? Yeah, I can, I can get angry. We'll see uh, if we got any rages. So yeah, we we'll go it. inside the. Anger Management Rage Room when ESPN's we return. on the clock. Uh-oh. Worldwide leader. He's coming of after man-ass. Of man-ass. If you watched our watch-along, you understand what that's about. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. We're here with athlete Brandon Manning, former long snapper, Rubio certified Chandler Honeycutt. <laughs> this makes me laugh every time I hear it. What? Rubio certified. It's kind of like when we call you former pirate, Brandon. It does. Manning. It does. It I does. mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Former seventh and eighth grade AG Cox basketball team member, Clip Brock. Here with you. I'm trying to remember who was on that team, would you? We had some studs. We Burke Badenhop. Burke Badenhop, MLB pitcher, mm-hmm. was on that team with us. That's the Andy Spate. Yeah. Andy Spate was a guard on that squad. Nobody knows who Andy Spate is, but we do. What's up, Andy? All right. Um, CJ Schaefer, Shirley Rhodes here. Great athletes in their own right. CJ, have we talked about your athletic career? We talked about Shirley's. Shirley, by the way, Shirley's not a past athlete. She's got more softball to play coming up soon. Next right? weekend. Next oh, weekend. Oh, no, no, no. The weekend of July 4th. How about you, CJ? What's your? Uh, give us your athletic resume real quick. Um, The sport I was best at was soccer. I always, like, I always liked basketball the best, but I was better at soccer. Um, so I Not soccer. a lot of five foot eight. Hell, uh, I've about called you jalapeno. <laughs> that would be very offensive. Filipino, five eight, Glenn. <clears throat> five eight jalapeno. What are you laughing at over there, Brandon? <laughs> five eight <laughs> spicy. Don't you joke enough? Five eight I, Filipino basketball just, players. I appreciate you saying I'm five eight. How yeah, tall are you? Five seven. Uh, what? Uh, how long did you play soccer? Did you play in high school? Yeah, I played all four years in high school. All right, letter winner. Former Havelock Ram letter winner, CJ Schaefer. All right. uh, Pretty good soccer program. Good job, CJ. So there's that. All right. Let's let's open up the rage room. The anger management rage room. Brandon, you got one. You want to get us kicked off? I'll get freaking ESPN's pissing me off with all these. (laughs) By God. I don't need to wait. Do I need to wait? No. No, go ahead. All right. So. Not only did they change the baseball games, and they, they just say, hey, we're just going to change your game day. Like, half a half a day, you know, we finished our game on Saturday. Sunday's game is going to be moved from 12 to 4, right when the freaking rain starts. Yeah. I mean, just because you're ESPN and you have control over everything does not give you the right to just change my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I, just, just ESPN thinking they can just do whatever, whenever. And I know they actually can do whatever they whenever when they're the ones – Put it all on TV, but bring up Fox Sports South. Give me some massing. If that game is at 12, the game is over right, all right there. So your complaint is the we've gone 12-12 the first two days, then they go to four. How about the decision to play it starting after 10 o'clock? See, I mean, you know. Are you okay I with th- that one? Well, or? I don't think that was the ESPNs. I think that was the coaching staff. From what, were they not talking about that? And that's what uh, I believe people were reporting. I'll ask Bryson later because we were talking about in the press box. I, I was at, you know, who won't, who's pushing for this to be played? Is it ESPN, the NCAA, Texas, East Carolina? A little bit of, like, whose decision is it? I, it? I don't know. From what it looked like from the parking lot, it was 
Domino's decision because there was massive amounts of pizzas delivered to the um, the dugouts and locker rooms right there. And that's follow the money. Follow the money. All Dom- right. The Noid. Dom- yeah. Domino's. Okay. Proud sponsor of Pirate Radio. Uh, so yeah, your your call out is ESPN, ESPN. just for same for game same time as C- I had to beat CJ to game time. That that yeah. did that did upset me because I was pretty well content on having another twelve o'clock game and I was gonna take it easy on Sunday, but. No, I had to sit there for 13 hours and drink water. They never, they never contact you when they make decisions, and no, that's frustrating, ESPN, right? No, no. When they got rid of Harold Reynolds. What? He was a baseball guy. <laughs> no, I love Harold. I love me some Harold Reynolds. He's doing great things on MLB Network. I was talking to Ken Griffey Jr. the other day. I swear he used to say that on Baseball Tonight 25 times. He was like Stephen A. Smith. He was like. He brought up the big names he talked yes. to. Me and Kobe Bean Bryant were talking the other day, <laughs> very intimately, I might have at. I mean, it was freaking. I didn't know you did impressions. All right, it, uh, Chandler, CJ, Shirley. Um, I, I thought of one just right off the top of my head. Whenever you're in a parking lot, you're sitting in your car, it's jam-packed, there's nowhere to park. You finally see somebody's brake lights come on, and you're like, oh, okay, they're about to get out. And you sit there and you wait. And you might wait for a while, and then they finally get out, and then somebody comes in and just takes that parking spot. Did you have your turn signal on? Yes. Okay. Well. Yes. We'd have yes. fun with that one if I was with you. We. Mm-hmm. Are you? You're. Uh, are you a conflict? Public conflict guy? No, 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 no. We just. I ask them if they're like feet are okay. I, I mean, I, I like make them feel bad. <laughs> like I don't go. I don't go in an anger. All right. I like that. Like move. you know, like. Uh, getting flicked off by somebody so i pull up next to him was like hey are you okay yeah all right man i just want to make sure because i don't do that to people you know it's like god sees you then they're looking at me like oh man the eyes of texas are watching yeah you give the finger <laughs> i want you yeah. to know that and then non yeah. uh non handicapped people parking in handicapped spots. oh god i'll tell you the worst place for parking you want to get instantly mad Go to the Piggly Wiggly in Aiden, North Carolina. People park like wherever they want, underneath. I, I don't know. They might park in the store for all I'm at. Well, the lines are just. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's exactly what they do. They, they like, if they could, they would pull up right where the doors are. They park in the in the fire lane. They park. I'm so pretty sure. Hands, I'm pretty sure people park in the fire lane. Yeah. So there's like parking the spots, time. parking spots, two handicapped spots. You turn in your carts, and then there's like empty space. It's supposed to be to drive. People just park in the empty space and go walk in and shop and get mad at me when I'm trying to drive through there. What are you doing, boy? Every <laughs> every food line has a Chinese food place connected to it, and sometimes a burger joint. So my particular one, number one, there is always. Well, and I'm speaking of New China because I'm on eleven, oh, not yeah, on uh, not, not in winter, not the OG side. Um, but to your point. People, I, I like to make that move from the food line to the Chinese spot right there. And there's like always three cars in the fire lane you know waiting what? on the Chinese I've food. I've never made that connection with food line and Chinese food. That is a. Uh, oh, they're that, neighbors. They, they're twins. No, they, 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 they go. They have a deal. Man. Yeah. So get out of the damn fire lane. Exactly. Part, and, it, and I swear to right now, if I see you pull into a handicapped spot and you don't have a handicapped sticker or a handicapped placard in your window, I will say something to you and make you feel bad. Uh, I guess I got it from my dad. He's a big, like, park as far as you can away around other co- like so there's no other cars around you. Ah, the and perfect so- spot. Uh, <laughs> we're like two miles away, Dad. <laughs> but just kind of, you know, so you're not in the middle of everybody. And I always park 
close to the cart return. There you go. Oh, that's a good move. Planning be- ahead. Yeah, because it never fails. I have a cart full of stuff, and I don't want to lug it out. And yeah. I'll put put it in, you know, so I have it right there, so I can just put it away, get my car, and go. And I'll have to walk all the way back to the store. Which brings me to my number one that you just reminded me of. Thank you, Shirley. Leave your car right beside. Well, I go and I'm, I'm parked at Piggly Wiggly, so I got some stuff to cook at the office today. And I, I get it out of my cart, crank it up, everything's in there. I'm pulling the cart, walking it the 20 spaces, 20, you know, about 40 feet, you say, back to the little cart return. This lady finishes, puts it her. She just pushes it to the front of her car and leaves it there and oh, looks at man. me like I'm an idiot. What I was like, bomb. come on, man. Yeah. And your grandkids are, are like around you, watching you do, watching you be this lazy. Setting an example. It's the little things. If you can't put your cart back, then what else are you not doing? Wal- yeah. Walmart on 33 uh. and any grocery store are the worst I've ever seen yes. for this. And it's, it's just a, a little bit of effort. John Moody. John Moody says, I'm a park in the fire lane guy at the food line, China Place, dash in and out. I can't believe I'm hearing this. John John Moody. You're either trying to rile us up or you are a complete scumbag. He just outed himself. I mean, I respect that you're honest, that you come on this Facebook live comment and and maybe you are trying to rile us up, but shame on you. The only time I have ever parked in a fire lane is if I have taken my mother to the grocery store and my mother is coming out and see she can't walk long distances, so that's I will pull parking. up. No, but yeah, but I will pull up and wait fine. for that's her. Pickup. You're sitting there and, and waiting. Yeah, like yeah. If that's the car pulls up. Yeah. If I had to right. get in the, the car and my wife went in to go get a two liter or something like that, and, yeah. I, and it's raining, I'm gonna yeah, pick I'm gonna her pull, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna sit there, John. John. Hey, man. Kendall Paramore checking in. Speaking of KP. KP. Speaking of food related, hold on real quick. Because okay. this one, he, he says, surely also those lazy people are the same scums that move your chairs in the jungle. That would be correct. I don't sir. know if those are related, but that's there. There was a lot of upset jungle people. There was a um, lot of stolen gone. chairs this weekend. Yes. Well, there was a lot. There was like 400 left out there. It looked like you're driving down Charles. I mean, I'm sorry. I think there I mean, were quite a few left behind. So there's only so many purple chair different color combinations you can buy in greenville i'm sure so if you didn't put your freaking name on it shame on you yeah. is, was what i'm thinking my, my hey, dad there's, brought a there's my purple chair i'm gonna get it get a purple seat taken from him now i go. did talk to david price the other day on monday he went out there after our lunch to get his chairs and now his names were on it and they were gone mm, maybe it was another guy maybe it was the pitcher david price i think them. david price the pitcher was at the baseball game this weekend and said there's my chair all right shirley what were you gonna say Mine is also kind of food related. Um, I, I realize in this day and age, and and we're still kind of recovering from a pandemic, that sometimes you're going to have staff shortages and you're going to have not a whole lot of people, especially in restaurants. If you are in a drive-thru and you pull up to the drive-thru and you make an excessively large order and you pull up to the window, if you are the person that is handling the orders for the drive-thru please instruct said person to pull forward forward. and wait for that excessively large order especially if you are short-staffed if all i want if the order behind you is just a thing of fries and a drink and that's it and you're feeding a family of eight Exactly. Yeah. Please, you gotta go inside. Please, for that one. Gotta, yeah, go inside. And, go and inside. they'll let you because I mean I'm I'm about yeah, tired. There's yeah, there are some places they still ra- won't let you go in. Randomly, will say, "Oh, sorry, we're due to short staff this week, we're going to shut down to just drive through." Yeah. 
Um, right, which I understand, and that's why I'm saying if it's short staff, then tell the person to move treat forward. Treat it like the bank. Treat, if you got more than three things to do, go inside. Walk ass in. Follow up. If you're told to pull forward, pull forward up enough so the person behind you oh my God. can get to the window and pull out and be on their merry way. Another side note. If your window... If your window does not roll down, please do not order in the drive-thru with your damn door open. Oh. I can't stand that. <laughs> Go inside. Wait, Go inside. For the love thing? of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Is that a Farmville thing? Now, how does that affect you? It affects me because I have to look at it. I can't stand it. Poor <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary. I cannot believe I'm looking at this right now. Close I mean, come door. on. Close, Close your door. door. Come on. If your window don't roll down, then what's the point of being in a drive-thru? Yeah, Shirley said you're a bum. I mean, unless unless it's a drive-thru where the person is physically standing there taking an order like a Chick-fil-A, then you can write on a get, you can get a little whiteboard and just write up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but don't open your damn door. Come on, man. I get Go inside oh, because man. you're already halfway there. You got the door open. <laughs> hey, just, just get walk out. On in. Just get out the damn car. Go inside. You're wasting my time That's with funny. a window that does work. My window scared. works. I know how to use it. I roll it down and I say, I would like a, a thing of fries and a drink. Let's let's get this done. I can hand my money through said window that is rolled down and hand it to the person. I don't need to slightly move my car six inches to the right so I can open the door and get out and hand the freaking lady the money. All right, Chad's got a point here. He does not have a point. Shirley already answered this. He said... What about people whose windows will not roll down in the drive-thru? And go have to, that's in. That's what she's talking side. about. That's go inside. That's the point. Go inside. What if yeah, they can't go inside? Pull into a parking space and go inside. If it's drive-thru only. Go somewhere else. Yes. Go to Sheets. Make sure you're. Make sure I'm not what behind you. What do they you. want? But make sure I'm not behind you. But then if you tell them to go to Sheets, they're going to drive the Sheets, and they're going to be tearing down Sheets. <laughs> sheets is in shambles now. <laughs> At least uh, we're not a Wawa. It is town. literally on the ground. God bless. Is it my turn? You're just you're, right. yeah. you're like Bon Jovi. You're nope. halfway there. Just go inside. I like that. CJ. I'm gonna stay a little quieter. Facebook's not a diary. Oh. That's all. I right, explain. Facebook's explain. not a diary. Be as detailed as possible. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> There are too many people. I agree. And really, CJ. it's not just Facebook; it's social media in general. We don't need to know everything you do. If, like, go on. You know how on Facebook you can do those like those text posts with like a fancy background behind <laughs> oh, it. I showed you one yeah, the other day. You did day show me one yesterday. Where a guy's just talking about the Celtics game, and he, yeah. Boston is tripping. Yeah. And put some fancy color behind it, yeah. and there's a font. Or you do something like that. <laughs> like, just woke up. Okay. And there's just a That's lot awesome. of personal go a, things. Go get a glass of orange juice or something. That's what yeah. MySpace was for. There's a lot of personal <laughs> things that I've seen on Facebook. There was one where like two families were, well, there are two families in the same family. Family. Arguing over a dog. And the oh. and the uh, like the uh, custody of a dog on Facebook and making it? absolute fools of themselves wow. and looking like total. Can I say JA? You can say JAs. Like total JAs. <laughs> like total Jackas. Jackleg. Jackas. Jackas. Yeah. Jack these, these people don't even know how foolish they look. 
They look like idiots. Donkeys. Now, sometimes I use my Facebook page. Sometimes I use my Facebook page as therapy, but that's what the unfriend button is. If you don't like what I got to say on my Facebook page, unfriend me. I don't care. Then open your door, get out. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, It's my page. If you don't like what's on my page, don't read it no more. Was all this on the uh, ECU baseball page on Facebook? (laughs) I found out that that's a... Wasteland. God, did man. See former that's a, that's Oyster a, Colors intern Sam Anderson talk about it today on Twitter. Sam Anderson. Sam Anderson. Uh, plus, plus, I like to post a lot of memes. Patrick Davis' yeah, wife. I'm a meme queen. His wife's window won't roll down. She's one of those people. Uh, well, then just make sure that I am. Look, I drive a red Kia Soul. If you see a red Kia Soul behind you, <laughs> keep on going. Keep on going. Oh, Shelton's hell, there's Shirley Rose. <laughs> Kenny Curling says, how about try cooking at home? Because yeah. that's more expensive now you know than what? freaking eating out, man. Exactly. I'm serious. And Kenny, if I had time to cook at home, I would. But I don't have that kind Look, of time. If if you if you're single, if, you, if you're yes. single or just you and like my mom and dad, it's cheaper for them to go out and your mom and dad's short. Yes. There's no kids left in the house. It is cheaper to go it out. It's almost impossible to buy things to make for just one person yes. it's always too much unless There's, it's microwave only yeah and i don't like a lot of microwave foods oh. it's too much it's too much processed good foods and i like it. lasagna every once in a while is pretty well good. i mean once in a while yes but i don't want to eat that every day good hungry man all right uh we got a lot off our chest that was today. a good rage folks that was, had that was a good CJ. rage oh i did have one more quickly let's hear it why do all the nba finals games start at nine o'clock oh my god on the east coast it's in boston tonight and it starts at nine no seriously the other night i was like i'm looking forward to this game i looked it was nine o'clock i was like dude this is ridiculous i was thinking it was going to be like all right eight o'clock here's one for you seven old cj when you tell me something starts at nine don't let it start at 907. That's can, a good no, point too that's a good point but you can forget about it that happens all the time i hate it i hate it yeah but it happens somebody says what time's kickoff uh, ECU's kickoffs like twelve oh six. No, twelve oh six. Yeah, it's twelve o'clock. No, it's twelve oh six. Right. What? Why? Why? Because ESPN's got to get more commercial time. Got to sing that. Freaking ESPN. <laughs> All right. Uh, good stuff. And they're gosh. Good God. rage. Get your rage out at the anger management rage room, Greenville's premier rage room. You can smash, bash, and destroy inanimate objects in a designed rage room. Don't do it out in the public. Do it it at the Anger Management Rage Room, angermgmtnc.com. Book your therapy session today, Chan Man. Uh, speaking of smashing and bashing, how about you smash that like button? <laughs> smash that like. That sub and button. you know what else that the Anger Management Room has? What's that? A car with a window that don't roll down. <laughs> and you can break that window out if you want to. Yeah. Over there on Clark Street behind Pitt Street Brewery, Anger Management Rage Room is the perfect way to get the anger out. Go check them out today. Get it out. I was just about to take this thing off, too, and then she went at it again. I'm glad I didn't. Leave is it, it on. Safe now, she's going to fling that microphone through that window one day. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I've come close, Brandon, but I haven't done that yet. Thanks for hanging out all season. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Brandon Manning, Farm Bureau Insurance. Thanks for your hospitality over the past two weeks, though. In the, yes, in, in, thank you for the hot dogs on Saturday, That was by awesome. The way. You and your wife, Hannah, yeah. great hospitality. I'm there all year. Y'all just never stop by. Oh. We only show up for the big ones. Okay. So thank you for having us. <laughs> well, you're here most of on Friday nights. It's kind of hard for you to get there. Kind of hard. Yes, well, Ashley. Yeah. Ashley, there is a rage room, Clark Street, here in downtown Greenville, and you need to go. It's a great, uh, great time. Get also, the Ashley, anger out. On Thursdays, we talk about it. Yep, that we do. And we rage about it. Yes. 
Uh, Brandon Manning, you can give him a call, 531-1812. Schedule a review. Get a free quote. Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance, who has uh, sponsored our ECU baseball recap all season long and joined us here on the show. We'll uh, keep in touch. We'll talk to you sometime this summer. That sounds like a plan, man. All right. Let's take a break. Shirley, we'll come back, have more for you. Wrap up Hour 2, head over to Hour 3. Bryson Worrell going to join us on the program coming up. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room, and with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Sundays. What else is new? Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room now has poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. New look, new name, same location on Fifth Street beside the State Theater. It's the Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Wrapping up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. We'll send it over to Hour 3 once again. Update on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by The Buck. The Buck. Harold Varner III today, 3 over par. Or, excuse me, 2 over par. Uh, he did birdie late to finish 2 over 72, which is good enough to put him tied for 67th right now. So he needs a big day on friday round two but right now he is five shots off the lead as uh there is a group at three under including rory mcelroy at the top of the u.s open so troy d uh no ecu baseball to follow no ecu athletics at all but we do have harold on the course that's about yeah. the only ecu pirate we got playing right now well i saw um harry smith's boat hooked up in the big rock he's the east carolina guy so and he if he brought a fish in he could have been on the leaderboard well at the end of the end of the day that's a big story <laughs> that could have been so is it what is it still hooked up i think uh, they must have gotten loose because i went uh, okay. and looked at the um i got the feed up I, just in case something happens i went and looked at it a lot of times when you're hooked up it, it you know until you get boated a blue that's the next step uh, a lot of times you can hook up and then you you lose it for a number of reasons. I mean, it's happened to us all uh, it, it, at downtown Greenville. We no think question. We got it hooked and you think you got it hooked and then they get away from you. Next thing you know. Yeah, until you boat them. You go home with a wahoo. You got to get them boated and then you got to get them weighed. Clint. I had a marlin. Got the bigger, much like downtown sometimes, you got to see how much they are. Woke up the next morning, there's a, a wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering what happened. And you got to... Next thing you know, there's a big blue hanging there, and you're a champion. There you go. So uh, yeah, it's a great fishing tournament, no doubt. You in it this year? Actually, today was my day that I was supposed to go down. I've got too much going on, clip, and uh, I was not able to make it. You were going to pull the the full day though, like you did. Last yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole. I mean, there is no half day. Once they, I mean, <laughs> once you're, you're out there, you're, I guess you can't go. I, I got news for you. It don't matter what happens when you're out there. Like you get back when the boat gets back. Do they like, have like uh, no, nautical like, Ubers you can call when you're out there? There, the there is no plan B. Yeah. Um, I got to look like a dude I know, but it's not. Um, once you leave, and they were going on the other side of the Gulf Stream 
So I'm not quite sure how many miles that is, but that sounds like it's pretty far away. Okay. If you're just going to the Gulf Stream, that's pretty far out, right? The other side of the Gulf Stream? Yeah. That's a good little poke. A little so too far away from the mainland. That's where uh, they were headed out today, at least with the double B. And, uh, you know, as I said, it would have been fun to be out there. I just, unfortunately, with all this ECU baseball stuff, we're still kind of playing catch up on a lot of stuff. So we had just, a great uh, interview on Tuesday when Bryce Williams joined us. We talked to Dylan Rudy, who was on the boat wall hanger on yes, Monday. I heard that, man. That was really that good. That was good because Bryce knew what he's was, talking about. I know. It was, I mean, it was a great interview. I thought it was the best moment he's ever had on air. Yeah, it but was it, awesome. Yeah, no, that sounded really good. Uh, and that was a good interview. That dude, I think they're currently in second place. Right, still? They were be- at the time. and, and I believe still so, be. but I got to, you know, if we had, you know, our uh, Buck scoreboard up to date, we'd know this. Yeah. Where is, who's, whose responsibility is that? <laughs> what the Buck? Who's handling that? Everybody look around. No one wants everybody pointing fingers. No one damn stepping well, up tell you the plate. What, you're the big rock guy, I, so how about you? All right, be I'll, I'll look through the one. break and see what I can find. All right, let's Taylor. This was your opportunity to step up and say, you know what? I'll handle that. That's gonna be tough for Chandler. That's tough. We've learned in the past. That's Jeez. Tough. All right, uh, we'll take a break because Bryson Worrell is gonna join us on the other side. Speaking of scoreboards, this sucks to say. Former ECU center fielder. God, is, yeah. can we already say that? that I mean, do we have to? That hurts. Uh, that hurts right and, there. And for like, this could be like his last visit in studio for a long time. I'm not saying we can't ever have him back in studio, but you could be leaving soon. Could we may be. not see him again for a while. Could be. This is going to be very emotional for Troy D. <laughs> this uh, last hour of the show. All right, Bryson joins us when we return. We'll make you a winner. Big hour three on tap after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock, Troy D., and former East Carolina center fielder Bryson World joining us in studio. He's joined us all season long, and uh, it's been great to have you on bryson and we'll have you here to wrap it up this time but uh appreciate you joining us as always man yeah no problem thank you for having me we've been going through the stages uh as an outsider of this baseball program so how about yourself a few days now removed from the season coming to an end uh has it gotten any easier for you You still thinking about it how's it going for you personally uh definitely still thinking about it a lot um it honestly doesn't feel any different than like a regular off season i think just because i kind of have I get, I've kind of expect to come back for the fall, but I mean, I've, I'm sure it's going to hit me once I have more time away from the field. Yeah. What's the uh, what's your teammates? How they've been doing? How's coach? By the way, I, I did want to mention too. Uh, Cliff Guy will join us uh, live on PRL Monday at three. Just confirmed. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Coach Guy. But uh, how's the rest of the team doing? Because it is you know anytime a season ends, it's always kind of a sad deal. But to be that close 
to the ultimate goal of you know getting to Omaha, and then one day hopefully the ultimate goal of winning yeah. in Omaha. Uh, how's everyone else? Yeah, I think everyone's doing fine. Um, we kind of come to peace with what happened. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to use this as a learning experience going forward. Um, definitely, we're talking about how much easier it was to play at home compared to playing on the road at Super Regional. I mean, that home foot advantage was uh, probably the best atmosphere in college baseball as far as Super Regional atmosphere. And yeah, I mean, we're going to learn from that. Uh, the team's going to continue to get better. And I have no doubt that one day it's it's going to happen. That purple gold chant was kind of I mean it sounded last time I heard that it was a packed Daddy Ficklin Stadium. I mean the way it echoed and I mean, it was just incredible. It, it was kind unreal. Of, kind of gave me it, it, it's hard to explain, but I almost had to be there. I was like it was, it was I was almost like damn you know especially, like wow yeah especially in the outfield because you got the fans right behind you just screaming purple and then it's echoing gold from the from the stadium so it was yeah, awesome. It was, it was I'm sure being on the field it's a whole different experience. Um, one of the uh, positives to come from this run was really your performance and from starting back to the the conference tournament what you were able to do i mean your stock from where it was just i would say a month or two ago to where it is now um i've got a, you know the folks we've talked to in the business and in professional baseball i mean it's you've really uh improved your status as far as playing in the future yeah i mean that's something that i'm not really worried about honestly i at the time i'm more more focused on is letting my play help the team help the team win and doing whatever I can to help us win baseball games and I mean I felt like I did my part there at the end of the season to get us where we need to be at the end of the year but now but now it's over so now you, I mean obviously you want to play professional baseball yeah. I'd assume yeah. so what what's the what's the process from here um I think it's pretty much just they kind of reach out to you uh scouts reach out to you and talk to you about your opinion how you feel how's the how like you're kind of reflecting the season and then to kind of remain in contact up to the draft, and then draft day happens, and then they'll contact you once they once they um, want to draft you. Have you been contacted by no, scouts? So no, far not yet. yet. Up to you know, you're going to wait till that draft day. But between now and then, how much individual work are you going to continue to do to stay fresh, stay ready for when your number's called? Like, what what what's your plan for that? Yeah, it's kind of weird because normally in the like in the past before COVID they had the draft almost like at the end near the super yeah near right. the super regional so yeah. it's kind of weird when you have that that like I guess month month and a half layover where you kind of have nothing to do so I mean I'm probably gonna take about two weeks off to get away from baseball but then I got to get right back into it and it's I mean it's tough for guys to go from seeing live pitching for every day for months straight and then taking a month off and then getting thrown right back into the gauntlet where you got minor leaguers throwing 95 just about every guy they run out there so it can be a it can be an adjustment and probably need a little bit of a break yeah quite honestly mm-hmm. i mean mentally and physically yeah i mean it's it's not easy especially when you're playing 65 70 games a season it can definitely take its toll on you mentally and physically how many years did you play in a summer league during your time here? um only two okay yeah my first two years and then junior year was COVID, and then last year i was doing an internship and had my shoulder issue so i couldn't play last year Bryson World joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Bryson, you win game one, and, you know, how do you not celebrate too much and get ready for the next two? Because you knew you still had to face this Texas Longhorns team, but you had to feel pretty good after Friday, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, that felt, that win felt really good, but I think the biggest thing we knew was, like, hey, they're a really good team, and that's that was the best team that we've played all year, the best offense that we played. And even towards the end of, the, of game one, we saw, like, no lead is safe. Like, I mean... And then, of course, day two, we got there. We're leading by by five, I think, when the seventh. 
they blow the lead, and I feel like we kind of we kind of gave them that game. That was our chance to really put them away there. Yeah. And and you know, talking to Cliff after the game, we'll hear from him Monday too. But that was kind of the moment where you, you almost felt it's like you had their backs against the wall, mm-hmm. and that was the you know in the seventh, it was getting close, but to let it slip away like that, it was almost like. I hate to say it, but almost like we ran out of gas by the time it gets to Game Three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it definitely takes some wind out yourselves when, especially against a team that good. Yeah, I mean, you have a team that's that good. You got a a decent sized lead on them. Yeah, we know. I mean, they have a good offense. We know that, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely deflating when you give up a lead like that in the innings. I don't want to dwell on the loss. I do find it interesting some of the behind the scenes if you can take us through because I think and now a lot of this stuff blurs together for me because there's so many games, so many moments. But I think this was the Sunday game. You were on a uh, a three uh, zero count, mm-hmm. and I think they gave you a green light to yeah. you know. And normally they you just want someone to take you know get the next ball, take a base. But you know at that point I think we had some guys on and like everyone's like, well, damn. He hits a home run here. We're kind of back in this yeah. thing. What what was the situation there? You know, what was what did Coach call, and what what did you see? And because it was a pop up, but it, yeah. you know, an inch, uh, half inch either way, it could have been gone. Yeah, um, I think the guy was struggling to throw strikes there. I think he might have. I can't remember if he walked Hoover or Hoover had some had a hard contact. I can't quite remember, but yeah, he threw me two off speed and a fastball. Got to three zero, and gave me green light um i was trying to stay to the middle that's kind of our approach um runner on there was a runner on third base um stay to the middle stay inside the ball try to try to get something in the air so you don't roll over roll over there and um yeah i mean i was just underneath it and missed it a little bit and pop it up not far enough where zach could tag up i said if i had a time machine i'd love to go back to that 3-0 count again Dude, me, too. <laughs> me too i'm sure he did because chandler we were talking about it didn't you have a 3-0 homer the previous week was it against Coastal, maybe? Yeah, I think the home run against Coastal was 3-0. Yeah, so uh, we had seen you do that before, and, and uh, we all thought it was about to happen again. But how about that? During that time, so you're you're down 4 nothing. It's late. The crowd is still rabid. And that was probably the loudest I've heard a crowd with a 4-0 deficit ever. Like, mm-hmm. they were yeah. – fans were so into the game, and, I mean, it, it speaks to the, the Pirate fans. Yeah, and there still wasn't even full capacity because I know right. some people had gone home just because of the rain delay. But, I mean, it was still – deafening loud you guys came back out on the field about 10 15 sunday night and this was after really two rain delays ended up being in a lapse six or so hours i was like hey man anybody that stays will be lucky to have you know if we have a fourth of the people there yeah. like, you know first of all i was stunned at how many people when i walked in the stadium how many people were there yeah it was and then when y'all came out and kind of waved everybody for almost being there hey thanks for coming back type of deal and the crowd erupted it sounded like it was as loud as if it was full. So even though if it was half full, two thirds full, it was as loud, if not louder, than yeah, the full stadium. Right. Really it was incredible. Tell. Yeah, I really can tell the difference between the Saturday, or the Friday Saturday game and the Sunday night game. Uh, Bryson, talk, uh, what about the playing surface when you went out there uh, in, at ten fifteen? I shout out to Joey Perry and the grounds crew for getting that field the way. I mean, the way it looked. During that rain delay, I mean, the outfield was underwater. The mm-hmm. warning track was underwater. How was the playing surface? Uh, it seemed like there was a couple times where there was a ball hit to you, and the ball died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you had like to like yeah. run up and get the ball. Like I mean, just talk, talk about the playing yeah. surface after the uh, rain delay. Uh, the infield was nice and dry, um, but yeah, the outfield where they pull the where they pull the tarp off, it kind of drains all the water, kind of along that line at the edge of the tarp in the outfield, and it was it was pretty wet there. There was still some standing water, and I remember one player came in and dive, and I was 
missed the ball by right six inches. But I remember sliding probably the length of me to you. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember that. Through the, yeah. through the um, the water there, and I was I got up and I was soaking wet. But yeah, it was it was pretty slippery, pretty wet out there. That was uh, like bases loaded, right? And it gets on in mm-hmm. at normal circumstances, you might make that catch if the conditions are different. Maybe. Well, I know you didn't. Uh, you said both teams played, and the rain delay wasn't a huge like factor. Uh, but what did you guys do during the delay? Like, I'm on Twitter screwing around, watching other games. Like, what are you guys doing to pass the time? I think for the first like hour, hour and a half, it was kind of just sitting around because we thought we were going to go out sooner than we realized. But then they said they kept saying, "Hey, like 30 more minutes, 30 more minutes." Then eventually they were like, "All right, we'll try to shoot for like 9:30." So then. I mean, we kind of just like we were playing a game called Mafia. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I heard Packard and those guys talking about it years ago. Yeah, that, yeah, it's so popular. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we probably played that for like an hour, hour and a half, and then we stopped. Then we kind of everyone kind of went back to their own locker and kind of just sat there and kind of waited it out for probably the last hour. Yeah. Bryson World joining us from ECU baseball, former center fielder. Still weird to say, Cliff. Yes, thanks. Um, you talked about that play where you slid and then you get and you're like soaking wet. But, like, I was there that night. I don't want to say it got cold, but the temperature dropped. Mm. And, you know, everything's kind of wet, and it's a little chill. But once you get wet, you can feel cold in a hurry. What did you do? Did it have? Did you feel, like, cold the rest of the night because you're soaking wet in your uniform? No, I never felt cold. I thought it was still pretty warm outside, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think it was a little humid. So it's a little more refreshing, I guess, yeah. for that case. <laughs> if it gets under 90, Troy thinks it's cold. <laughs> it's weird. Well, and the sun goes down, so it did, it did drop a little bit. I was starting to get a little chilly out yeah, there. Yeah, there was a little wind out yeah. there. There was a little wind yeah. blowing. I'm a little softer than the average person, I guess. But. You're a heat guy. Yeah, You're I am. Guy. I like a summer guy. Summer yeah. Troy. Uh, Bryson World joining us, and, uh, and, and man, what a great run you guys had. And, uh, look, I don't need to say it, but, like, you can appreciate what you guys did this year just because you didn't get to Omaha. It's not a, a disappointment. It was an incredible season, and I'm sure you're aware of that. You, know, you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, coming from where we were at probably the first third of the season, there was a lot of naysayers, a lot of doubters that we would even make the postseason. But, I mean, <laughs> Cliff, hand up. Yeah, talking to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was really proud of the guys, the way we stuck together through all those tough times. And I mean, I think that really prepared us for the, the winning streak we went through um, in the later of the year, and then the postseason baseball. How about the the guys in that lineup, man? That that Melendez was the real deal. But and and I was talking about this earlier today that I kept kind of doing math, like, all right, when is the top of their order coming back up? But then by like halfway through game two i was like it doesn't matter like one through nine these guys are raking you said it was the best team you faced offensively best team i've seen at clark leclerc maybe ever but but in a long time yeah i mean i feel like there was no easy out one through nine it was every guy to come up there for them could drive the ball at the ballpark or um push a pitcher deep into account so i mean it was definitely nerve-wracking in the outfield knowing that especially when they get runners on that even though they're nine holes coming up he still has 15, 16 home runs, yeah. and that he could put a ball out any time. So the College World Series starts this weekend. From your perspective, is it something like, well, now I want to see how everybody finishes up, or, man, I can't watch this anymore. It's, like, too heartbreaking, like, and I don't want to see what these teams are doing. Uh, I mean, it's not really heartbreaking, but, I mean, I'm not really interested in what the other teams do. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch the last the last game to, to win it all, but I'm not really that interested into it anymore. Uh, you guys won and have won in the Cliff Cowan era with uh, well, different ways, but a lot of small ball bunting, moving guys over. You kind of got in a, a home run derby, and and 
a mash fest there against texas it was pretty cool game one because you were going toe-to-toe with them so uh you almost i don't want to say it's a different style of ball but it was a very offensive series especially those first couple games for you guys yeah i mean i think it was that was partially because of conditions outside too i mean the wind was blowing out probably 10 miles an hour to right field so um if you can get a ball in the air i know they hit a few where it was like there i don't think those balls go out if the wind's not blowing out but yeah i mean it was definitely some offensive conditions outside well, Bryson, uh, good stuff. So you're going to take a couple weeks away from baseball. What are you doing here? Just finally chilling, resting? Yeah, just relaxing <laughs> a little bit. Um, trying to take it easy for a little while. What, uh, what's your ultimate uh, goal as far as, man, I'd love to you know, be doing this this time next year? This time next year? I mean, hopefully moving up in, a, in the minor league system of a major league team. You got a That's great a, network of people to talk to. A ton of your yeah. former teammates are playing mm-hmm. right now. Have you talked to any of those guys since the season ended? Yeah, I've talked to a few guys. I think I've talked to Norby and Gavin the most. Um, and Norby probably messaged me just about every game. <laughs> so he was definitely um, back there watching. But, yeah, I mean, those guys are doing well. I, I don't know how much you notice this around you while you're playing, but, like, Cliff Godwin's old teammates were around. Uh, some of your old teammates were around watching and everybody in between. And Brandon Manning, who joined us, said it went from, like, you know, 30 to 40 alums to by the end of it, maybe 60 to 80 former yeah. ECU baseball players. That That's cool to see. And one day that'll be you, hopefully, Bryson, yeah. coming back years from now to Greenville. And uh, But, you know, you're always part of this family. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome to see. I mean, I know they had, like, the little group on the rifle line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always awesome to see the alumni who've put in a lot of work here come back and – um, cheer us on i went down there to talk to some of those guys a great area for them that they kind of had reserved and uh I, I tell you i think ecu baseball has probably the strongest alumni network mm-hmm. of any definitely sport we have at ecu and a lot of that let's be honest is credit to cliff godwin who is who is an ecu alum himself and who makes that a priority so the words culture and program are used a lot troy like we have a program we yeah. have a set culture <laughs> for baseball yeah i mean he lives it and breathes it because yeah. he was here and a lot of those right. guys have connections to him personally not just the program so I think that's a big part of it also. But uh, it is good to see the support of the former guys and for them to come back and, and truly be, just not alone, but huge fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're cheering as loud as anybody, the guys I saw. No doubt. Bryson, I heard you uh, after the selection show watch, you did an interview, and Cliff said, good job, Bryson. And I heard you say, being on radio has helped me out. And no, I was glad to hear that. No, it definitely has. So how much uh, have you enjoyed talking to us idiot talking heads every week? <laughs> Man, it's been awesome. I mean, it's been it's been a really good time to come in here and just just chat it up about the season. A um, little different tone later in the year than it was earlier in the year, definitely, which is a good thing. But, <laughs> but you, I, but you are you kept it consistent. Yeah, All you much. guys did. Yeah, we really couldn't tell if you just got swept by Bryant or just went on a twenty game win streak, and that speaks a lot to you. And, and you I'll know. never forget that first weekend. And you know, we were all thinking, well, we'll start three and oh, this is good. I can't wait to get. You know, we did a couple. We did an interview or two before yeah. the season. And it was a lot of fun, and I never forget the the clip because I'm the, doing the, these interviews the, by myself. Well, well, I started off, but then I was handing it off to Clip. And you did point. it a lot more after the wind started coming. I yeah. noticed. <laughs> but anyway, I'll never forget the text I got from Clip. That's so they're not going. Good thing we did all these deals. <laughs> He's like, oh man, are they going to show up? But to y'all's credit, 
you know, you could have easily said, hey, I'm busy. I can't do it. No one backed down yeah. and everybody showed up. Everybody kept a positive attitude. And really from y'all, we couldn't tell whether you necessarily won or lost. I mean, y'all were very even keeled the whole time. And I think it is a credit. But I think it's a great experience for you because if you do move on to the professional ranks, there's going to be great moments. There's going to be tough moments. Right. And you're going to have to, you know, if you can become a star at the next level, you're going to be the person they want to talk to about right. that. So this experience, will it, it, it'll be the same type of deal. You'll just have more people involved in it right. than just me and Cliff. Instead of a couple people talking to you <laughs> once, you may have 20 people talking to yeah. you once. But uh, I, I do think it's been a great experience. I think you guys have done an incredible job. And as I said, regardless of what you ever end up doing in life, communication skills are always good. Yeah, so. for sure. And not only can you outbench Agnos now, you can also do interviews just as well as him. <laughs> so you got yet another thing on Zach. Uh, same thing happened in football, by the way, Troy. Started 0-2. And, yeah. and I was like, Troy, you're setting me up here big time. Yeah, i got to talk to these guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, this is all. But just like uh, the football it's, season. It's not how you start, I, it's how you finish. I'll give you credit. I don't know how much you believed it or not, but you did say, hey, this baseball season's not over. It's going to be a great year. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and you listen to the Monday show yeah. after Bryant, when I was on with you at the 5 o'clock hour, yeah. uh, I remember, uh, hey, everybody calm down. The season, it's a long season. This is baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and there was a, a, a play here, a play there, a terrible well, call there. Literally, you yeah. won a game yeah. that got taken away yeah. from you. It's a different story, you know, and it might have been a 2 1 weekend, perhaps. And, um, you know, and, and look, you guys started the season with tough adversity. Let's be honest, the, the Wizen Hunt thing threw everybody for a loop. You know, he was going to be the big star, he was going to come in here and dominate. And I think that threw the team. I mean, you tell me now that it's over. I mean, I think that kind of threw everybody into a little tailspin to begin with, at least the the coaching staff to figure out, okay, what's the rotation now? I mean, I think from a player's perspective, it really wasn't as big of a deal as people were making it. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't have them anymore, but I mean, we still got 35 other guys that we believe can go out there and do just as good a job as he can. Yeah. But I do think, you know, if he was with this team, that might have yeah. been the one little missing piece that perhaps, yeah. you know, on the pitching side could have been enough. Yeah, but, I mean, he is a great player. So yeah. that would have been nice to have him Sunday. Somebody also pointed out, like, um, the recruiting class. I don't know what year it was, but, is uh, you know, we could have Mackenzie Gore pitching in mm-hmm. game three against Texas. That would have been pretty cool, too. <laughs> God, but if and, ifs and nuts, candies yeah. and And every bugs, time I so. hear um, whatchamacallit get mentioned – Mike Trout. Yeah, Mike still, Trout. Still, I'm still on what could have been. Somebody told me, uh, was it UCJ, that Mike Trout followed ECU baseball? Is he coming? Is he finally coming? He's making. Well, maybe he considers himself an alum because he, well, he did commit to East Carolina. Now that they're so. good. Uh, now that they all, yeah. But uh, friend of the, let me just say this Mike Trout, friend of the program. Of the ECU program? Yeah, of the ECU program. Okay, fair, fair enough. Sure. Uh, I mean, he can tune in to be a friend of our program, too. Sure. Bryson, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Really enjoyed you guys. The Tilt-A-Whirl was fun this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Had a lot of comments about that. So it was fun uh, acting like idiots watching you guys play. And uh, you set your goal at 15 homers, and you eclipse that yep. easily yep. so congrats on that thank one. you appreciate yeah. it great season thank you bryson world uh joining us here in the pirate radio studios all right let's take shirley you want to go ahead and open up the booty bag right now make somebody a winner i'll take that as a yes i didn't booty, have the booty, mic booty, on booty, but yes booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. all right what do you uh want to give away today 
Turn your microphone on, Shirley. Uh, lunch for two at tiebreakers. Lunch for two at tiebreakers. Sounds like a winner. What color are we looking for? Color 10. All right, color 10, 317-1250. We'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar, Medi Spa, and Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Congratulations to my friend Steve Hill, who walked away with lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock. I'm calling BS on this one. Inside job. Inside job? A couple days ago, nope. Steve Hill comes by the Pirate. He's a P1 listener. Comes by the Pirate Radio Studios. Gives Shirley an autographed Abby Wombat card. I, I saw that. Certified. What? Yeah. What a kiss ass. Couple days later, <laughs> wins the call in, yeah. Troy D. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. It worked. I, yeah. 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 Uh, so if you want to give something to Shirley, you yeah. can win something in return. It appears that way anyway. I do like uh, a lot of different things. And if you need a list of things that you'd like to bring to me, <laughs> most of them slide are, into my DMs. Most of them are very bizarre things that I'd never want. Because we're the opposite, Shirley. What are you talking about? You never want. Oh, like, what are you talking about? Here we go. I, uh, you know. What are you just, talking about? Like the the what's the conventions you go to? Well, they're different ones. They're named different things. What's the latest one you went to? Herp Expo. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing for the like. If you gave me like the best piece of memorabilia from the Herp Expo, I don't, I don't wouldn't want it. Well, nobody asked you. <laughs> I know. Why did you, why did saying, you insert yourself? No, I'm into just saying, like, I'd have to go find you something from the Earp Expo, like, for, you know, as a gift. But I wouldn't even know what that is. Right. Well, you never give her anything. I'm that's saying, well that's documented. What I, yes, that's well documented. <laughs> As a matter of fact, two you, weeks two weeks from tomorrow, I will enter my 20th year here at Pirate Radio. What are you going to get yourself? Shirley, we've yeah, given what you, are you going to get yourself, We've Troy? given you the gift of time, the most <laughs> valuable gift there is. <laughs> I almost cursed on the air, too. <laughs> the gift of time. And for no. your information, that's not the only thing I like. I like the WNBA. I like the, the you you know, go, women's no, national team. Interest. No, thanks. I no, like thanks. other things, too. I know. I just It's just funny that we work great together at work, but we're the complete opposites outside of here. Opposites attract. Yes. It so. is true. We're like a magnet. <laughs> I'm positive you're negative. <laughs> now that is uh, pretty good. Yeah, because I usually have a negative reaction when you walk in here, and I'm pretty positive I'm going to throw you out of here. But yeah, we stayed together for 20 years, baby. That's right. Anyway, look, I, I haven't mess- managed to kill you I know. yet. And we're family. Like, I can mess with Shirley, but if someone else outside of here oh, says yeah. a word about Shirley, I will be on there, you know what. Yeah. Like, I, uh uh-uh. uh. That ain't, I ain't tolerating that. There you go. And believe hey. it or not, I do the same thing. Yeah. She does. Yeah. I, I, 
Nobody I don't talks like to admit that publicly. About Shirley, but, <laughs> but me. Like, I know what else. <laughs> well, it's just like siblings. You Shirley don't want, and you know, I yeah. have had we're, conversations we're family. where we complain about you, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about somebody else complaining about you, and Shirley will get mad about it. Yeah, that's like, her job. Like, yeah, we've been. Yeah. <laughs> We've You've been, earned the right to complain about me, Shirley. <laughs> that jackass somewhere else yeah. doesn't have a right to. That is true. Pissed off about that, yeah. so uh, they don't know like, what they're talking oh, they about. Ain't got no room to be talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's like a family, though. You're right. All right, Troy. Uh, how about we bring up our questions of the week? Even though you you jumped in, well, I, and I did them wrong. So let's. I'll let's you ask them and I'll answer them to the right. best of my ability. Okay. So uh, this is going to go straight 1991. I have a feeling. <laughs> probably so i think there'll be one that's not not no there'll be two that's not not we'll see we'll see all right so i wanted to get some football discussion going kind of get away from baseball yeah it was good it was effective i thought and uh it it was fun we had a lot of good uh people chiming in with a lot of different answers so we talked quarterbacks with igo yesterday we'll talk running backs next week but my four questions number one troy this one's a no-brainer but who is your all-time favorite ecu quarterback yeah i mean yeah the answer is always going to be Jeff Blake. Yeah, yeah, hands down. And anyone that answers it differently is just wrong. But it's okay. We can agree to see disagree. again that that it's your it's your favorite quarterback, right? A, he should be everybody's favorite quarterback. An eighteen-year-old ECU kid. Well, they should know their history clip. Their and favorite shame quarterback's on them. not going to be Jeff Blake. Well, that's their problem. They need to educate themselves. All right, can you come just, to my office and I'll talk to them? And you just answer the questions. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, you did say Shane Carden was number two. Yes, Shane Carden, my number two favorite quarterback. All right, he you know, one, and it's by one. I like Shane as a person. Right, very likable yeah. guy. Friends with Shane, friend friend of the program. Um, and, and right now, and I'll be honest with you, because he hasn't graduated yet, I haven't considered Holton a part of this list, but I probably should. Uh, I would say probably Holton will bump into the number two spot. Wow. Because I was considering the alumni, you know, people that have already played. Okay. But I'd really probably go Jeff Blake, Holt Nailers, then Shane Carden if we're looking, if you're asking me this at the end of the season. All right. There you go. Top yeah. three. Um, who is the your your most underrated East Carolina quarterback? James Summers. I mean, the guy should have won a Heisman. <laughs> snub. Heisman snub. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You see that game against the Virginia Tech he had? I did. Unstoppable. Summertime. Summer's time. It's so summer's. No, uh, most underrated. Uh, I heard someone say Danny Gonzalez. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That's probably. And I think Danny Gonzalez, if the timing, timing's everything in life, Clip. I mean, I know we joke around about time, but it is true. Like, especially in football, how it thinks time out. If, if it had timed out differently for Danny Gonzalez, one, the dude was incredibly smart, first of all. He was like, the, the, I remember how intelligent he was but i think he could have been in one of the all-time best quarterbacks here i just don't think the timing worked out for him for whatever so, reason if, i forget who was he behind or whatever but uh i remember he was a really smart really talented guy very underrated uh if you don't remember troy some older pirate helped me out so he was a backup but did yeah. he go into a season as the starter maybe I, one year i think when the under logan yeah 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 it was the 90s. 90s yeah but for and I thought he, you know, I remember something weird happened with him or his career. But so he was ninety four to ninety seven. He filled in for Marcus Crandall. That was it. Marcus and then I guess Marcus that Crandall. following year, maybe he was the starter because he had. But he only uh, had one year, maybe yeah, th- uh, around thirty nine hundred yards and twenty three passing touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Gonzalez signed with the Cowboys, 
signed by the Dolphins, but ended up playing in the CFL. Yeah, so I'll put him as most underrated. All right. Uh, Question three. Let's go back to 91. Uh, Favorite play involving an ECU quarterback that pops in your brain? I mean, it's... I mean, the picture's all over Greenville. I mean, it's Jeff Blake to Luke Fisher. Okay, Fisher will score. It's the the go-ahead touchdown for the Peach Bowl to secure the, the... the greatest win in ECU history. If we were on, um, what's the old wedding show where the couples guess what the other person's going to say? <laughs> what's it called? Oh, uh, the what's match it? game? No. Uh, the wedding game? No. What is that game called? Oh, oh my where God. You, the couple tries to finish the sentence. Yeah, yeah uh, they answer the question. Oh, yeah. Newlywed game. Newlywed. Newlywed game. That's yeah. it. If we're well, the, I was close. I said wedding game. <laughs> if we're on the newlywed game, Troy, I think we'd have got that wrong. I would, and that would have been my fault. But I would have said the two point conversion against Pitt. Now that's you, you, is that on the that's on the list short list. It, yeah, and without that play, you don't you don't right. have the Peach Bowl play. But yeah, still, I, the, yeah, the Peach Bowl's better. Pass is caught. Fisher will score. Yeah. If it's not a pass by Jeff Blake, Fisher doesn't score. Yeah. But the no two-point conversion, greatest two-point conversion in ECU history, no <laughs> question, against Pittsburgh. All right. You've seen a ton of Pirate games. You've been to a lot of Pirate games here and on the road. How about the best performance by an opposing quarterback against your Pirates? What stands out to you <sighs> hmm. over the years? Interesting question. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of... Heard... Uh, some Favre, some Manning, heard... Uh, I went with Daniel Evans, who was like this no-name from state, Johnny Evans boy, who came in and threw for over 300 yards against the Pirates and beat him. Um, Didn't it like a Central Florida quarterback light us up one time? Probably from more UCF. than once, yeah. Chandler went with Taylor Heineke, uh, Old Dominion. But um, Chris Redmond, Louisville, Case Keenum, Houston. I don't know. Anybody we haven't mentioned that yeah. comes to your brain? Who were the quarterbacks for the SEC teams when we lost in the Liberty Bowls against Arkansas and Kentucky? Well, they didn't do anything because our defense kept them in it, but Ryan Mallett was the quarterback for Air Arkansas. Arkansas. I don't remember Kentucky's quarterback, but they didn't do much at all. Yeah. Oh, oh, you blocked this one from your brain. A lot of people said Byron Leftwich. Yes, that would be it. That would <laughs> yeah, be it. That's the one. That's the one I can stand. The Mobile Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, should have never lost that one. I mean, honestly, Pirates should have won that bowl game. They should have won both Liberty Bowl games. Yeah, bowl record could be a lot different. Absolutely. I mean, Cardin's last pass picked off uh, right there at the goal line against Florida. Yeah, you that, had, that had should, a chance to win that one. Correct. And they pulled him from when they were on the goal line before. Put in Ben Kurt and yeah, couldn't get in. That, yeah. If they would have just kept Cardin in, I, I I think Cardin makes that play or we score. Got a little cute. Where is that offensive coordinator they had now? He probably got fired. Who was that guy? Yeah. Then? He's probably done, out of football. Jeff McTerrible. Wait, what? <laughs> Jeff McTerrible. I'm just, talking about Lincoln Riley, the offensive coordinator, making a He'll joke never make it. Who's now, keep up with me. He, terrible call at the goal line. Yeah. He, I mean, honestly, he made his mistakes here at East Carolina, and to his credit, was able to learn from them. But he was not always great here. Lincoln Riley should have been fired that night. <laughs> Captain, that Bill. was that was a terrible. He too, he got too cute. He yeah. lost clock, clock time of the clock with the UCF game, uh, yeah. with it where he took a knee too early because they didn't pay attention that that UCF still had a timeout. Uh, as an offense coordinator, you should never let that happen. That's your job. And you have people on the staff to they go by a chart. If you have timeouts, at what point you can take a knee, um, that's all predetermined. 
you know that that was a coaching error most overrated coach in ecu history lincoln rally yeah <laughs> you think captain bill's gonna call the usc postgame show this terrible year? this guy Pat, you look a little salty <laughs> a little. truck up <laughs> get him out of here all right thank you for participating troy did. yeah sure uh that was fun we'll call it the jeff blake game next time we play it with you <laughs> jeff blake number one on the call sheet all right let's uh take a time out we'll come back we'll have more to go here on pirate radio live on a thursday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at your stock market. The uh, Dow fell 741 points closed out at 29,927 the nasdaq was down 453 at 10,646 and the s&p was down 123 points at 3,666 that's your wells fargo advisors financial report for a personal look into investing call wells fargo advisors today at 756-6900 in greenville wells fargo advisors llc member sipc now let's head back into prl here's clip Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Troy, I saw earlier today, ECU basketball getting some work in the practice facilities. Mike Schwartz, new coach, a lot of new faces, new players on the court as well. And rocking a an old familiar font, old familiar, I guess, ECU markings, uh, the script Pirates across the chest on the yeah. practice jerseys. And uh, a lot of folks chimed in thinking, uh, saying, hey, when can we get this on a helmet? Yeah. Well, was, and I talked to Midor. <laughs> That was, uh, I thought it was earlier, but he said late 80s. Yeah, the last year for that. And for, I saw those jerseys a few days ago. I didn't really think anything of it, but it is like the uh, 80s Pirates script. The last time it was on a helmet was 1988. Uh, Bill Lewis came in in 1989, uh, the same year a young Troy D came in, and he changed it to the uh, flying ECU with the yeah. sword underneath of it as the, uh, as the helmet. And it hasn't, the uh, Pirates script hasn't seen the helmet since um that i know of now that is still a mark it's now a, like a heritage mark if you want for east carolina one of those you know kind of vault deals but uh yeah you know i was never really crazy about those pirate script but i guess over the years it's grown on me a little bit now it's kind of nostal- a throwback yeah logo. now it's kind of nostalgia yeah. so um now i kind of and it, it looks pretty good on the basketball uniforms i got and those were the practice jerseys so i, I i'm not going to say that that's what they're wearing in a game oh no yeah i mean and i'm not saying that they won't have it was cool to see though yeah but they those are the practice unis uh that looked pretty good and um you know i mean i think you that was something that uh coach schwartz wanted you know to do so i everybody kind of has that was his decision to go with that on the practice unis i don't know whether coach houston would want that hired script anywhere with the football program right now that's probably more if he wanted it it could get done is my guess uh definitely as a decal on the side of a helmet as a throwback but you know i I don't know i think the 91 unis would be an awesome throwback but it's just so hard you're dealing with adidas with all and now with all these production delays and shortages uh it's not as easy as it once was maybe trying to do unique stuff with stuff like this with well, big companies like that this is me saying this not troy d that the 89 to 98 
it, it, that that might be the best helmet not just because that 90 you mean uh yeah i agree that the yeah you got what did you the, call it the flying i call it the flying ecu that's not even the sword so I they mean, went with the that, sword 99 to 04 right that's a different one i don't like that one as much i like you the, know why because uh, you affiliated with john thompson and losing he changed that that's right yeah right well but, logan did 99 yeah 04. true so but the, but logan's last couple of years weren't great yeah and then uh skip kind of went you know. to a different sword and, and ecu look on the side by the way helmethistory.com yeah. is a cool website yeah because that's it, my favorite <laughs> it's it's 06, cool looking back but the, six to ten is my favorite the, helmet. the early yeah. 90s helmet which went to 98 you know it had a pretty good run in the 90s much like myself uh definitely <laughs> my favorite helmet <laughs> uh i would love to bring that one back Gold. yeah that i would, remember being but, and, it, and it had this the kick-ass stripes on it down the middle i remember being 11 years yeah. old walking into dowdy ficklin stadium on a thursday night against virginia tech looking at the middle of the field and saying that is one badass logo oh, in yeah. the middle of the field that was the Went debut of the, the state of mind yeah, yeah. logo yeah. and then also the helmets had the skull and crossbones on it that was the initial uh game where we wore the where that one crossbones yeah. and i yeah. thought that was badass look at this Troy. so from like say i mean we can start anywhere but like 1972 to 2004 ecu had 10 different helmets mm. from 05 to current ecu has had like 30 helmets yeah and and the logo has just been tweaked a little bit each time yeah color. scroll up a little bit Let which me one do you want to say recent ones i was just trying to see yeah and it's been blown up in size recently a bigger uh yeah. skull and crossbones yeah uh, they did go with the old school logo a and couple times that's in 19. Cool. I forgot they did that I did too. with the throwback, but that looks really kind of cool to me. You know, Oh, they I only a, did it for one game. That was against Tulsa, it looks like. Yeah, I have a hat that has that. It's the it's the pirate with the sword in the mouth. It's the real pirate. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one from the 70s, which looks cool. So your first choice is going to be the 90s. Yeah, I mean, um, and that's when we had the most success. I mean, why not go back to that helmet? I love the stripes, but if you do that, you got to go back to the unis with with the matching stripes on the, on the shoulder, yeah. on the on the arms, and down the leg. Yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of stripes anymore on these uniforms. Most of them are solids, and that looks old school too. The giant number two on Jeff Blake's shoulder pad, which actually really, I've talked to Jeff Charles about this. It really helps broadcasters out oh, because sure. you can see the number clearly. And nowadays, it's it, it sometimes it can be hard to see numbers. So there you go, a little helmet history there. Oh, I thought that was, is that Bryce? No, that's not Bryce Williams. That's Blake it did Kim. look like him for a second. <laughs> Blake Kim getting a shout out. Uh, Troy, not a fan of the white helmets. I like them. How about the white with the uh, red, white, and blue part? It's okay. I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, if we're, ECU baseball went with that a lot. I, I did notice that. Around. Yeah, it's very patriotic. I like that. Yeah. But um, I'm just not a fan of the white helmet. I got to yeah. be honest. I, I, it doesn't. If you go and look at our record of how we've done in I white know. helmets, I think history will serve me uh, well on that. I think there's a win over UConn and then a like, boatload of losses. Like a field goal barely got through type of win over UConn. It might have been the one that they missed, like a chip oh, shot. That's it. Maybe that's where we didn't even win. They right. just lost. They lost it. I remember but, that fifth quarter. Yeah. It was um, It was the biggest <laughs> loss that was a win. It was. So a, it felt yeah. like a loss, but we won the, the game. The most depressing somehow. win yeah, of history. all time yeah. for East Carolina. All right. Um all right, Troy. So, what else? What you got going on? I uh, did well, have an update for you on the Big Rock. It, the uh, we were talking about the wall hanger. They're yeah. still in second place. All right, wall hanger so, coming uh, in second. Let me give you the uh, the scoreboard update for that. The uh, how how did they pronounce that name? The first one, Mercer. I would go Merc- 
Mercenaria. Mercenaria. Yeah. They're still in first place. 502 pounder that they brought in. Wall hanger with a 556 pound fish. And then the high yield is in third so with you've got 536 big blue. Eight on the board. Is that so? That's total this week, I guess. Brought in. Well, these two, uh, these two, for whatever reason, they must have. Well, they they might have been underweight, so they might have brought them in. So six on the board. I think you've got to have four hundred pounds or more to be able to be considered. Gotcha. So there's some type of deal. Like they've got some cutoff where it's got to weigh a certain amount. I am not a uh, a big rocker, Troy D. But I've been watching this feed. I'm surprised at the amount of females and even children that have been on these boats this they've, week they've had two two people that have caught uh fish that are on the lead i think it's first and second place were actually female anglers yeah that's cool that reeled it in yeah yeah so are a lot of females uh, the females have their own tournament by the way too on the weekend leading up to it they have their their very own tournament and then but they obviously are allowed to participate in this too but yeah there are a lot it's it's a family deal a lot of times that's cool stuff all right, Shirley, uh, get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are uh, headed up to go see some O's. Nice. And uh, reached out to Sean Armstrong, former Pirate, who will be in town in Baltimore with the race. Oh, nice. So we may uh, may try and catch up with him over the weekend. Last time we were in Baltimore, Armstrong was with the O's. Right. So, and his jersey is retired in the Pirate Radio Hall of Fame as, as an Indian. Indian. That's right. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to hopefully catching up with Sean Armstrong over the weekend. Good deal. All right, we'll wrap it up when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. I forgot. Alright, wrapping it up here on a Thursday. We might have just found something to do to pass through the summer months and that's Pirate Radio Charades with Chandler awfully describing. <laughs> but he's into it, so uh might have to bring that to you. Just because right. you yell louder doesn't make it any easier to get. <laughs> he's very animated, ah. which makes it fun. All right, Troy D, have fun in Balmer. Yeah, we'll have a report for you Monday. Uh, Monday, 3 o'clock, I'll come back, be here with you, and uh, Cliff Godwin will join us. And we just put it out on Pirate Radio. Eric Backage will wear the number 23 as the head baseball coach for the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. That has become official. He looks so. like he's gotten younger. He is a very young-looking gentleman. So yeah, I wonder if Nick it's, Schnabel would do it, too, because they wore the same number in, at Michigan. Is he coaching or playing? <laughs> he's a player coach. Yeah. All right, Troy, we'll see you Monday. Sounds good. Have a good one, buddy. Chandler, Shirley, we'll see you fine folks Friday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.